Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. Yeah. To talk to Neil, call 567-0560, toll free for Dayton Broward, no. or pound 560 on your cell phone. No. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast News. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Oh, Neil! My queen, God. It's so hard to be myself. Because the group that I'm in sounds like everyone else on the charts. And we all dance And we sing just like girls And we wear really tight things Alright Are we back boys? Or are we made of condition? Or anything cause I'm confused Got no clue Uh, 10.03 at 5.60 WQAM. Happy Wednesday to you. Well, we had our meeting yesterday. We held our meeting. It was a great time was had by all. And by the way, I just want to, I, I don't want to dwell on this anymore. I don't want to give him any more publicity. Although a lot of people, the rumors are going around that it was OJ who called the show yesterday and said, yeah. but I thought it was just some, another uh, hostile sparcher that called and I just uh, moved right along. And uh, I've had 400 spy reports saying, oh, that was OJ that called, giving you that crap. Oh, you sound real tough, you know, on the radio. And you know something? I'm glad I cut him off. It was. Yeah, I'm real glad. So the first thing we uh, discovered this morning when we come in here, someone, I can't imagine who it was, Roy! has left us an autographed uh, sheet of paper here, an autographed uh, thing from a Friday's golf tournament. It says WQM Celebrity Golf Tournament presented by Michelob. How do you like that? I wonder if Michelob knew that uh, he was going to be there. September 24th, Lago Mar Country Club, and it's got two autographs on it. And it says to Neil... O.J. Simpson, number 32, and then it's got Lawrence Taylor, uh, LT, signs it on the bottom. Do you think this is worth something? 
<laughs> all I want to say to you is this. First of all, the announcement from Greg Reed yesterday at our meeting was, in regard to OJ, you're uh, persona non grata. Those are the exact words. This station wants nothing to do with you. We don't want to see you. We don't want to hear from you. I don't want to talk to you. We don't want nothing to do with you. Okay? And by the way, as far as this, you suckholes out there, I mean, some of the worst calls I've ever heard in my life, and that's covered a lot of territory, were these idiots calling yesterday, what's wrong with an autograph from OJ? And then the guy that was giving me a song and a dance about trying to rationalize it because he's a collector. Remember what Andy Garcia said to uh, Sofia Coppola in uh, Godfather 3? Love somebody else. Well, get somebody else's goddamn autograph. Okay, collect something else. What a bunch of mercenary goddamn clowns. Oh, I'm a collector. Trying to excuse the fact that you're starstruck. If it would have been Ted Bundy, you would have said, Oh, I'm a collector. You know, he's dead. His autograph would be worth a lot. So anyway, here's this thing with OJ and LTs. Oh, geez, you're not tearing it up, are you? God damn it, somebody in this audience wanted it. It's worth a lot of a lot of uh, something. It's worth a lot of crap. Straight in the uh, basket. Okay, see, I know it comes as a great shock to some of you idiots out there, some of the sports nerds. There are those of us, like real people, who are not impressed. We're not impressed. Jocks, present day, past day, we don't care. I mean, some of them are nice people. I like some of them. I admire their athletic ability. I enjoy watching the games. Like I watched the Leafs beat Chicago in overtime in the exhibition game last night, 4-3. to three. Nice going, baby. Oh. There you go. Daniel Markov gets the winning goal with 15 seconds left. I watched that. Had a great time. Thanks, Rimmer, by the way, for telling me it was on. That's your good friend, my, my best friend. In fact, he's coming over after the show today to take a shower with me. In fact, if you would just take a shower with the Rimmer, maybe you'd get to be better friends with him. Who brings the soap? On a rope. You know who brings it? Roy! That's what I hear. So at any rate, uh, we don't want uh, your, we don't want nothing to do with you. Oh, yeah, you don't understand. Uh, we're collectors. Yeah. Just rationalizing your pathetic lack of values. You have no values. You have no, no nothing, no conscience. That's why America is turning into a toilet. That's why we got all this crap going on. That's why all these kids have got no respect for human life and for each other and for you or for anybody else. Because there's no values. It's got nothing to do with uh, morality. It's got to do with just general common sense, decency. Oh, but he only, uh, you know, he only killed two people that we know of, right? We don't want to talk to you, okay, murderer? We don't want to talk to you. We don't want nothing to do with you. I have a pair, by the way, to Greg Reed, which you know how I feel about giving stuff away on the air. It's like <laughs> death knell, but I'll do it real fast. Because opening night this Saturday at the Mac Arena for the Panthers and Washington Capitol game is not sold out. How do you like that? Oh, not a sellout yet. And as much uh, disdain as I have for some of the people in the organization and many of the things that they've done the last two or three years, the fact is that, uh, you know, if we want to support our Panthers, we've got to fill that goddamn place up at least opening night or it would be pretty embarrassing. Don't you think? Uh -huh. It would be pretty embarrassing. So here's a pair of tickets. These and these are the special. Now here's something that's worth something because they don't tear these when you go in like the ordinary tickets where they tear the stub off. These they just to take a look at them and they hand them back very lightly. I think they stamp them or something on the back. But these are a row one seats a nine and ten. These are 105 bucks a piece and they're the special opening night tickets with a big uh, Panther, uh, you know, like uh, three times the size of your usual ticket. And I'll give them away to somebody out there if there's any interest. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because the last goddamn thing I want to do is spend a lot of time giving crap away again. Because since last November, we've stopped giving crap away, and we are kicking. Oh, How do you like that? In spite of people, you're being such a genius over there at the other station, yeah. at the other company. And by the way, I, I don't know. I'm not going to do it again. 
See, Tom Jicka got me whipped up a little bit. You know how you get caught up in uh, all this stuff and the Phil stuff and everything. And so the last uh, Monday and again this morning, I listened a while for Rick and Suds, and I like Suds. Suds is a great guy. We all love him. Anybody that knows him, he's a terrific guy. And he's the only one that occasionally injects a little bit of dry humor and uh, something into that uh, proceeding. But, boy, that's a god-awful show, you know? I mean, it's just a horrendous, it just goes nowhere. It just lays there. And, of course, in the morning, you know, when you're trying to get up and uh, a little alert for the day, the last thing you want is like, you know, death. Well, Adam's not there anymore. We can rip her and ass. You know, we always, oh, we liked Adam. Why did Adam leave? Did we ever find out the reason? Because I heard somebody call about that this morning on her show, and uh, they were kind of evasive. Yeah, he's gone. Okay, next to the topic. He had had enough. Really? Because actually, he always hated Rick anyway. Now, now we can say that. Now that he's gone, we always try to cover that up before. And it's I don't dislike Rick. Huh? You hate him? I don't hate him. He... Oh, you do so. You? Why don't you stop? Why don't you stop? So we've had our ups and downs. We ended on a pretty positive note. Yeah, I like Rick. He's a good guy. No, he's not. A, well, he's an enigma. But I don't dislike him. But it's just that you know, they're, in the afternoon, they're fine. You know what I'm saying? I realized they couldn't match up. Now, you weren't here yesterday, although you heard some of the show. You weren't here yesterday for the major announcement about the afternoon number on Stupid Talk on 50,000 watts. I heard it. I realized I mentioned it several times yesterday, but it's, it's just, I mean, it's just so staggering to me. You could put a mule farting on the air for three hours and get better than a point nine. Shut up, bitch. I want everybody to hear it was a point nine. How can you do less than a one? This is the third person they put on the air since they transferred from Paxson, since uh, Queer Channel bought this uh, bunch of stations. The third peop peoples that they've had on the air doing less than a one share. They had Mr. Ego in the morning doing like a point fives and sixes. They had John Ford in the morning. He was on his way to a point one. He was on his way to a, oh. is what he was, a zero. And she's doing a point nine in the afternoon. And that was following Lardass Limbaugh. What's she going to do following three hours of Jim Rome? She's gonna be in the minus column. Nice going, sweetheart. <laughs> See, I'm getting I'm getting testy. Georgia's dying to know where the George did blow cocaine. Uh-huh. Guess there's no evidence, so why should he confess cocaine? Yeah. He just smiles all the while in denial <laughs> Cocaine Gave it up for me to run for president Cocaine Now he's wanting your vote But don't ask him about co cocaine He'll just lie and he'll smile and deny cocaine. He'll tell you drugs are bad except for what he had, cocaine. And we're all pretty sure his twenties were a big blur, cocaine. You turd. What a sham, it's a scam, get a gram, oh, cocaine. 
Yeah, you sound pretty tough to me. 1016 at 560 WQAM. I, you know, if I would have known it was him, he'd have been on at least another two, three seconds. Just enough time to say, hey, how's uh, the murderer doing? Click. So at any rate, uh, yeah, we'll make this quick and painless. Won't we, with the tickets? Or should we drag it out? WQAM, George is filing his nails. Yes, hi, who's this? This is Neil. Hi, Neil, this is Mike. How you doing, Mike? Uh, not too bad. Hey, did they give away those Florida Panther tickets? Did who's that? They, uh, I, I, oh, man, I probably got the wrong one. But I guess the, the Joe before you. The what? The Joe show is before you. Yeah. Uh, I guess this is, uh, I work for Commercial Cleanup. I, I'm sure Marvin's called you a lot. I don't know if you, if you, if you, you hang up on him a lot. I know oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's an asshole, <laughs> Marvin. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I asked so, one so of Joe, the, Joe Rose was giving away Panther tickets? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a hundred and five dollars. I was just wondering if you know they gave them away. I didn't know. Oh, those guys are gone already. Oh, are they really? Yeah. Oh man. That fag is on now. <laughs> so, hey, I, I don't say anything about anybody. You know yeah. what they are? They are. That, exactly. That's like different. Marvin, he's an asshole. We don't say that either. Oh well, Marvin's nice to your face until he turns around. That's right. He's a backstabbing piece of crap. Is <laughs> you got that okay, right. Okay, listen. Have a great day, pal. Too, Sorry about that. Bye-bye. Okay. So anybody want these tickets? <laughs> well, we gotta we gotta have fun with them for crying out loud. After the trauma we've been here the last couple of days, George was out sick yesterday. Of course, he was working on it. He had, he worked himself into a fit of being sick because he had a premonition. He knew there was going to be some heavy crap going on. And if he would have been a witness to the Bob Eisenberg thing yesterday in the elevator, which I told the story after he stopped listening at the end of the show. Oh my God. What's wrong with those Mets? And they lost again, Bob Eisenberg. Oh, look at that. He's doing a duff on us now. Look at that. Come on, Bob. It's only a ball game. Will you grow up? Butch up a little bit, Eisenberg. You silly person, you. And by the way, that wig. By the way, you know something? I hadn't seen him in a long time. He has got new hair. Right? He did not do the smart thing and go to Chuck Alfieri, which we've been begging him to do. He might look like a human being. But uh, he's got some, a different animal diet on his head now. He gets it updated. I think this was like a muskrat this time instead of like a, a, a mouse. Like a some, somewhat larger rodent. So anyway, these are like right in the front row, looking at 133, seats 9 and 10. Mm, can't wait to give these away, but I will. So anyway, speaking of hockey, and how come I don't get my hero this morning? You know, there's something going on. Not that I'm not that I'm paranoid, you know me. Never been paranoid because I work in a radio business. Yeah. But for some reason, I don't get my hero. I get my son Sentinel, which, of course, is more important, but no Herald. And I come here, and there's all kinds of heralds sitting around, so I pick one up. And here, and the, why? who else in this town needs Section HH? Stands for Homo Hockey. NHL Preview 99. And here's a whole special section in the Herald this morning. Nice going, guys. It's about time he did something right. Although David J. Neal, that's far too, that wears the Hussad Shako. I'm real unhappy about him picking the Leafs as the seventh seed in the goddamn Eastern Conference. What What are you looking at, David? You wouldn't know a goddamn maple leaf if it fell off a tree and uh, got lodged in the middle of your goddamn rectum. Yeah. And then, of course, on the back page of this, Beret defends pal against mob allegations. They're starting this crap again about his buddy who uh, the FBI identifies as a Russian mobster. We don't care if his, he has 50 buddies who are Russian mobsters. We like Russian mobsters, as a matter of fact. We like Jewish mobsters. We like Italian mobsters. And we especially like Russian mobsters as long as Pavel Nee uh, stays healthy. And now that now that uh, Peter Worrell, the big black hope, now that he's injured and going to be out five or six weeks, who's going to protect Pavel? And I pick up the paper this morning on the Sun Sentinel. Worrell must miss five weeks. Who will protect Beret now? I don't want to get too hockey intensive just because I've got a pair of tickets to give away here. We can't afford to do that. But, Barry Jackass, you know, Barry, how is it possibly so consistent? 
Panthers had legendary voice, McDonald 60 on radio team by Jiggs McDonald, who, like I told you, is a great guy. And I heard Jiggs do that first exhibition game uh, that was on the year with Atlanta. Did a damn good job. Sounded great. I played a couple of highlights. And then I heard him do that game here with Tampa Bay, and it was like, uh, so I read the verdict is out. But, of course, regardless of whether he really recaptures the uh, excellence of his youth, regardless of what happens, he's still 900 miles ahead of Christina Moore, who also Barry Jackass loved. This is just a puff piece here, because that's what Barry does best, is suck ass. He gets that chubby red face right in between your cheeks and mm, just looks away. But, you know, if you're going to write an article, I mean, just once, Barry, get some things right in there. Get it right. Can you get it right? No. No, you can't do it. Fatso. McDonald hasn't worked regularly for a team since his second and final year as TV voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs in 1996-97. He was not retained by Toronto because the team's longtime announcer, Joe Bowen, moved from radio to television. <laughs> Wrong. Yes, Joe Bowen moved from radio to television, but that's only because the fans demanded it, because there was an outcry, and because the media in Toronto sliced jigs up every day, every game, mercilessly for two years, and deservedly so, okay? I mean, he can come here and be a big improvement over what we had on the radio before. But when you're up there in Toronto competing with Joe Bowen and Bob Cole and uh, Bill and Foster Hewitt and all the announcers they've had up there, guess what, Jiggs? Uh, you're out. But, of course, Barry doesn't want to tell that because that wouldn't be ass-licking, which is what this town does best. Licky, 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 man. That's all he loves to do here. Just kiss everybody's ass. Like a goddamn gerbil. Just get your head, just get your whole body in there, Barry. Come on. We'll get a goddamn excavator to get you out. Just keep a couple of toes out. McDonald, who will team with returning analyst Randy Moore, figures to pay closer attention to puck movement than Moore did. Moore would allow long stretches to pass without identifying puck location. What you're trying to say, Barry, but you don't have the balls to do it, because that was another asshole buddy of yours was Christina Moore, is that Chris Moore didn't describe the game. Isn't that what you're really trying to say, Pudwhacker? Uh -huh. Yeah, but you don't want to say it. And by the way, what's happening with your goddamn fan that you're so excited about? I notice there's nothing in here about that. Of course, this is the hockey section, and I don't have the regular sports section. But I guess he did have some little blurb in there about how Mercury Morris, about how he uh, bailed out over there. He's gone. And the other day they canned somebody else because allegedly he was rude to a caller, which I'm sure Barry didn't approve of. Yeah, they canned somebody allegedly because he was rude to a caller. Everybody else in the market says the guy walked out because the place is a joke, which, uh, like I said yesterday, didn't show up in the ratings at all, Barry. And what's going to happen when Jim Rome is on there from noon to three? Those sports nerds, those 10 or 20 sports nerds that are tuned in over there at 1700 now, they're all going to be going up to uh, stupid talk, to your contrived sports controversy. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make it till the end of the year. Waffen. It wouldn't surprise me at all. And wouldn't be all, we'd be all laughing uh -huh. if Waffen don't make it till the end of the year? We'll be laughing at you, Barry. But nice to see that you're still storing the... Uh, <laughs> Storing the stuff in your cheeks for the wintertime. Like a chipmunk. You ever, did you see the new picture of him? Like this. Looks like he's got a mouthful of something. What's in there, Barry, huh? What's in that big, ugly pussy of yours? We can only imagine. I can relate to it. So what I do with those tickets? Did I lose those damn tickets? See, what I should have done was give away, give away that autographed thing. It was just a sheet of paper. Uh, uh, it was like a, a, a copy of the program for the golf tournament. Well, I guarantee you, if I would have given that away, the phone would have gone, Oh, yeah, I'm a collector. i got to have OJ's autograph. Guess what? <laughs> you lose two. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. Uh, how did Peter Well injure his knee? He tweaked it in the Tampa game. 
In the Tampa game? Okay, I was just wondering if he fell down the stairs or something because he can't skate. Yeah. And also, I was listening Saturday to, who is that guy? And on Saturday morning at 11, Kim Camper. Yeah. And he's talking about how much money they're making. He mentioned that you and some other guy, the only ones that made over a million a year, I don't know if you were listening or not. No. Know you don't say uh, how much you make on the radio. Yeah. So that's all I had to you know, tell okay, you. Okay, thanks, thanks. What is it your business, how much I'm making, Kimball? Although it was probably meant in a very complimentary way, since he and I are very, very tight buddies. In fact, we shower together at every opportunity. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if I would sit down and think about it, that uh, he may be my next friend, my next best friend a little bit. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Rimmer, so also Jigs in here says, Jeff Rimmer and Denise Potvin return on Sports Channel 76-game package. I'm not applying or looking for Jeff's job, McDonald said, when asked about his interest in doing television again. Jeff is a friend of mine. And we even shower together a lot on those occasions when Jeff isn't showering with Neil Rogers. How do you like that? What a what a troublemaker you are, Barry. What a piece of crap troublemaker. Who you know? Well, you, you want to do TV? Huh? You think you can get that rumor out of there because he's friends with Neil Rogers? You know that's where Barry Jackass is coming from. Isn't it pathetic that that's the essence of your life, Barry? Is now just to try to respond to your paranoia and psychotic hatred of me and Hank because that's all you're all about now. Even the people at the Herald tell us that. That you keep, you know, breaking out and doing these duffs all the time over there at your desk. Oh, yeah. Every time they look over at the desk, there's Barry with his head buried in his hand, crying like a little child, doing a duff. Well, Barry, get off your duff. Yeah, cut the crap. <laughs> what a place this is, baby. What a place. I saw my close personal friend, my best friend, Peter Leonard, this morning. Came in here about that note yesterday and the poor and that pornographic picture of his little kids. By the way, tell your kids to put some clothes on, okay? I'm not a pedophile. I'm sorry. And you notice he's got a little boy and a little girl, just in case he wasn't sure. One for me and one for you, I guess. We're no pedophiles in here. I'm sorry, Peter. Now we like him. He's okay. He's just misunderstood. He's just a crazy person who's misunderstood. You know, like Ted Bundy. Why do I keep talking about Ted Bundy this week? For some reason, he just keeps coming to my mind. 26 after 10 at 560 WQAM, whatever this is. Yeah, we had a good productive meeting yesterday. We're getting an 800 line for you people on the West Coast oh. and for everybody else who's listening. Oh. When that's going to happen, it should be very soon. We're also getting rid of this goddamn phone and getting a new instrument in here. Oh. Yeah, we're going to get some things done around here, finally. Finally. you got a dental floss.
You see what I mean about how much you people care about kids? This, this, this is a disgrace. And Mayor Pinga, here again, this is in your county, sweetheart. This is in Miami-Dade County, where the kids in high school can't get a goddamn lunch, so they have to take their lives in their hand and go out in their hot rods and jam in 7 and 8 to a car to try to go out to McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's or Taco Bell or a Pollo Tropical or some other goddamn place and get, get some freaking lunch. And this is what's going on. I realize that the uh, county mayor, that he isn't in charge of the school system, but nevertheless, this is all the part of the quality of life that goes on. In the meantime, you want money for goddamn, uh, you know, for to build more uh, metro rail, which everybody said no to, thank God. Some frickin' nerve you got. And then, and then we got these assholes talking with John Henry about, oh, we'll find some money somewhere. I'm going to tell you again for the eight millionth time, and you better write this down, okay, right on Wayne's bald spot. Any person in Dade or Broward who comes up with some devious money to take, uh, some devious plan to take any kind of tax money and give it to this crazy millionaire, this lunatic, this, this, this piece of walking dreck with his ball club. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. Him. That person is going to be in uh, serious tourists with everybody. They better not have any future political plans, I'll tell you that. And some of us will make sure of that. Because this is a disgrace, uh, an area where the goddamn quality of the school sucks to begin with, and kids going to school in portables, 30, 40 kids to a classroom, and we got kids waiting online for a half an hour to get lunch, and then by the time they get there, all the food is gone. Maybe there might be a couple of slices of Pappy Rooney there left for them, something like that. And you hope by that time, you can imagine, you can imagine if you're in the end of the line, how many times the broad that's handling the food had her hand in her rectum with somebody else's by the time you get up there. God only knows what kind of crap she's got all over her hands, and she's handling the food. That, that was gross, that story. It was just, just enough to make you cry, to make you do a duff. I'm telling you, I sat there, and I like, uh, it was either the story or Michelle Gillen's voice, one of the other, that made me want to cry. Made me want to start squirting them all over the goddamn place. Squirt, squirt? Yeah. But I restrained myself, because being a real man, I don't like, you know, cry that much, except when I come in here. I can understand, believe me, if there's any place that could make you cry, this is the place. Believe me when I say, oh, Greg, it's a lawsuit, it's a lawsuit. I'm telling you, these people here are just uh, astonishing. They're shocking. Amazing. Peter, Seriously, Peter Leonard, I thought, was going to start squirting a few in here this morning. He was misty-eyed, and I was mystified. And then he starts telling Ron Goldman jokes about, here's a nice Jewish boy, it's so hard to find a Jewish waiter, and he could he could schlep a veal parmesan. I mean, the stuff that comes out of his mouth is like, uh, un nobody in the history of the human race could duplicate it, I'll guarantee you that. He's one of a kind, thank God, Peter Leonard, in our sales department. Thank you very much, by the way, uh, Queer Channel. Now, he's okay, he means well. See, that's the bad part of him. Some people are assholes, and they don't mean well. I don't want to mention no names in sales. <laughs> I don't want to mention anybody specifically, like Bob Eisenberg, that asshole. What are we going to do about the Mets? You know something, Bob Eisenberg? I put the curse on the Mets. You can be sure they got four games left. They'll lose them all now because you open up your mouth with that idiotic comment in the elevator yesterday when I'm worrying about my, the future of my life, and the most important thing you can worry about is, see what's wrong with my Mets. You're a silly person, Eisenberg. You're a simpleton. You're a silly person, goddammit. He's an asshole. We better give these tickets away, but we got to do a break. Duffy Duff. We're all young and we're singing in this brand new cafe. This song is from the 60s. Yes, it appeals to my dad. Oh! If you want to look good in these clothes, you're going to have to lose weight. 
busloads. Get off your stuff. You probably think we're kidding. But we're not. If you're familiar with the original version of this song, you're too old to shop at the Gap. 1044 at 560 WQAM. So we're going to give away these Panther tickets in just a second. But before we do that, so speaking of the uh, NHL season, which we, are we excited about that? I am. God, am I psyched. Rimmer calls me up last night. Oh, it's on channel or whatever the hell it was on the small dish. I told you the small dish is the way to go, baby. And there was, even though it was the Sports Channel Chicago telecast with uh, Pat Foley, who is very good, by the way. But when you're a Leaf fan, you don't want to watch goddamn somebody, Pat Foley, doing any damn Hawks-Leafs game. But nevertheless, Leafs blow the lead in the last uh, minute of play. Wendell Clark ties the game for Chicago. And for the first time ever, I had a chance to see the four-on-four overtime. And, of course, during the regular season, you understand now that if you end in a tie in a regular, uh, uh, at the end of regulation, each team gets a point. And then whoever wins in overtime, if somebody scores, they get a, a second point. So now there's motivation for somebody to try to win, for both teams to try to win in overtime, as opposed to teams desperately protecting the tie and trying to save the point. So it makes it for a lot more exciting, and it was. It was a damn good overtime. And there's a Daniel Markov with 15 seconds left for the lead. Oh! A great pass from Matt Sundin. Scores the winning goal. Nice going, Daniel. What the hell is he talking about? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? No. No, it's so sad. But i got to tell you, this is a really nice job by the Herald. You know, I give credit where credit is due, and uh, thank God they put very stupid column on a back page, so probably most people won't see it. Right next to that picture of uh, Brett Hull scoring the illegal. Look at that. Look at that with his skate in the crease there. And by the way, that's the other piece of good news. That rule is completely out this year. The referees will decide all goals. There will be no more replay. The only replay on goals will be, did the puck cross the goal line or not, if there's a question about that. But no more of that crap with the toe in the crease. So, in other words, as long as nobody interfered with the goaltender, the goal is okay, and the referee will decide that. Thank God. But here's the picture to show you what a farce Gary Bettman is and the whole league up until this year with his skate right there in the crease scoring the uh, the phony winning goal. And Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky, needle nose, says, oh, yeah, if it means anything, I thought it was a good goal. And, by the way, I got bad arthritis. Take some Tylenol. What a whore you are, Wayne. You're nothing but a goddamn whore. This guy's got more millions. He's got that really attractive knockout blonde wife who I have no idea what she sees in him except the money. And he's got to do Tylenol spots, which, by the way, he's taking a lot of crap for. Look at this. Pavel Bure's first love was swimming. Mm. Anybody want to see Pavel in a bathing suit? Whatever happened to that thing he was doing for Sports Illustrated? Huh? I guess he got uh, injured. And here's the usual suspects, Panthers on the uh, hot seat, Rob Niedermeyer. Hey, Robbie, we like you, but, oh, man, no balls. Victor Kozlov, big guy, big, strong, skates around in big circles. Robert Svela, Terry Murray put him to sleep last year. He finished him off. And there's Terry Murray talking about the men on the bubble, the Murray boys. These boys are on the bubble this year. So it all starts Saturday. God, I'm, I'm psyched. Am I, well, I mean, it's not going to be very, it's a terrible division. I mean, the best we can do is start with the Washington Capitals. Maybe there'll be another ball like in their game with the Blackhawks. Maybe somebody will go, come over and give uh, Brian Murray a black eye. Yeah, that happened in an exhibition game between Washington and Chicago. The general manager and the uh, and the coach got into a big uh, general manager sucker punched the Blackhawks coach and gave him a black eye, and they got into a big ball, a big uh, brawl, which is probably more exciting than the game. Oh! Nice going there, boys. So there you go. We got hockey starting this Saturday. At the Macarena. Let's get the thing sold out. Come on, let's get a little enthusiasm for the Panthers. Here we go. Come on. Everybody psyched? Is everybody ready? No. That's enough. Okay, let's take a... Did we take any? I guess just that one call. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, sir. Have you ever 
you heard anything about this FM talks uh, up here in northern Palm Beach County? Uh, Joe was telling me about that yesterday. It's pretty, I mean, it's he pretty said lame. It's really lame. Uh, yeah, it's it's the same because it's a great signal, you know, up this way. And it's FM, which is, a, you know, <laughs> it's a big step over the AM as far as the quality goes. But um, with Lycus and some local talent they got, it's, it's just not there. I wish they could bring Henry up here. Henry? Yeah. Bill Henry, and, you know, I know you, you, <laughs> no way to get you up here, but. Um, Why not? Well, okay. No, we, I mean, I. Uh, Why the hell not? That's not our market. That's a separate market. There you go, then. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, um, What's the name of the station? What are the callers? Uh, ZZR, WZZR. WZZR. For another 50 bucks a week, they can put this show on there right now. I'm glad to hear you're going to have an 800 number for us up here, too. Yes, sir. That's right. Palm Beach County, which I didn't even realize, and Greg Reed finally fessed up because I guess he was too embarrassed, admitted in our meeting yesterday that even Palm Beach County can't get through on a toll-free right now. And as a result, when we get the 800 number, you will be. That's right. And my boss is going to kill me when he... Bill for That's okay. Cell phone. Tell him an emergency. Well, if you, if you take him to the game, he'd probably relieve me, huh? Yeah. He'd give me a break on it. What is I'm it? Working. If you get, if I could take him to the game with me. Oh, in other words, you're sucking around for the tickets? Is that what this exactly. call is? Exactly. Okay, precise. well, listen, uh, Yannick Perot of Toronto, what number is he? Yeah, come on, I'm right down. Okay, sorry. No, I mean, you're going to have to answer your question. I mean, I'm not just going to give you tickets. This is a really good guy, and he likes the show, and he's, uh, you know, trying to hook me up in Palm Beach on that radio station. A great guy. Thank you, sir. Don't take it personally unless you want to, but I can't just give him away like that with all these people online here for him. These are valuable. These are $105 a piece. Of course, I could ask Panther numbers. I could ask what number does Stu Barnes wear on the Panthers, but that would be a trick question because Stu Barnes ain't on the Panthers. You know, see, I don't like playing those games with people. I like being, like, real direct, you know. Like either answer this question or you don't uh, you don't get it. That's all. I don't want to kill a lot of time with this because we found out in the past that this is a tune-out. This is this is a disaster. All that Chris Wells stuff. Not only did Chris Wells hurt the team, but he also hurt my show because I got all psychotic and bent out of shape. Remember that? Sure we do. What a mistake that was back in those Paxson days after we were off to that rip-roaring start in the fall book, and all of a sudden I got all wrapped up in that crap that nobody cared about. That's because George's best friend kept saying, oh, we got to do a hockey show. He had the nerve to say that to me on the phone yesterday and was half serious. Half serious. Half? Just half? Yeah, I won't tell you which half. I think the bottom half is in Rectum. that half. God. Got to do a hockey show. And I said, no. No. You're out of your mind, mister. And now you see how they're, I mean, we still got a lot of calls on there, but now that they know they're going to have to answer some question, give me a number, you know. They don't clue us. Because we have no hockey fans on it. Why, why is that? What is the problem? Can anybody explain that to me? No. No. They like it. They just don't understand it. They don't get it. They know nothing about it. They haven't learned anything about it. Maybe part of the problem was Christina Moore sitting there telling, uh, doing sit-down comedy on the radio, but nobody listened to the radio for those games anyway. Everybody was watching TV with Rimmer and probably Denise Potvin. It must be his, her, uh, its fault for not uh, educating anybody about the greatest sport in the world down here. All they know about is God, and they don't even know about professional football. All they want to talk about is the Hurricanes, if you listen to the rest of the station. Hurricanes and the Gators. Gators suck. Hurricanes, uh, well, we used to think they were okay. And every, that's all they want to talk about. It's, not, it's, it's necessarily, how do you pronounce that? P-U-R-E-R-I-L-E, meaning childish. That's another one of those words that you see in print, but you never say it, so you don't know how to pronounce it. P-U-E-R-I-L-E. Peril? Peril? Puerile. Puerile? No. Yes. Puerile? Trust me. Have you ever said that before? Just no. Oh, okay. Now, see, I, I don't. That doesn't sound right. George says puerile. I say childish. 
It's a lot easier. Juvenile. Embarrassing. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, what's up? Uh, just called second round for the tickets. So yes, sir. Fire the question away, I guess. Okay, number 27, Buffalo Sabres. Hasek. Okay, thank you. That's close. Michael Pekka, Dominic Hasek. Sounds the same. It's got that kind of ring to it. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Trying to give away a pair of tickets for opening night at the uh, Macarena, baby. It's going to be great. Panthers in the Washington Capitals. Burray is skating like the wind. No Peter Worrell. That's an improvement. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, I don't want to get hockey intensive, but I'll say this. I did read in this uh, thing here. I mean, are you serious, Terry Murray? This man is going to put Victor Kozlov at center on Burray's line and Scott Mellenby on the other wing? Oh, my God. Scott, I love you. There's our captain. He's a good guy. He never met a rat that he didn't kill. He uh, gives it his all every game. But here's, again, Ray Whitney because Terry Murray doesn't like him. He's only led the team in scoring the last two years in a row in about every meaningful offensive category last year. When he was playing with Beret, it was the most damn exciting stuff we saw those 11 games or whatever it was. And, oh, no, we're going to take, instead of putting somebody who's fast and can complement Beret's speed and talent, we're going to take a slow-plotting guy who, when he skates, you want to do a duff when you watch him trying to skate up and down the ice because you know he's trying like hell, but he's really slow and ponderous. Does anybody with a brain want to put him on the line with uh, Pavel Beret? No. No. What are you doing, Terry? You're screwing up already. Why don't you let me make out the goddamn lineup, okay, Terry? Make up the damn lines. Jesus Christ. So, you know, it's kind of an ambivalent feeling. On the one hand, it's our team. We want to see them do well. But on the other hand, if just if something happens and they do get off to a slow start, there's always a silver lining in that dark cloud because it means we can pack a submarine sandwich for the boys that will be on the bus, and we can say goodbye to the Murray boys because it's a package deal. Oh, yeah, if one goes, the other one's got to go, too. You can't, you know, it's like uh, they're joined at the hip, like Siamese twins. Here's a mobile in West Palm. Hello. It's uh, two for one. Get rid of both of them. Yeah, that's what I just said. That's what I just hey, said. What, what happened in your meeting? What did they say about your sales holes? They said, Yeah. Ew. Yeah, that's what they said. All right, so give me a quick question. They were very apologetic. Uh, let's see, Bobby Holik on the New Jersey Devils. What numbers he were? Number six. Dean. Okay, that was that was very good. Actually, he had like it half right. That was, I, in fact, I almost should have given it to him because that's as close as we'll come to a, to a winner today. I'll give you an easy one in a minute, and then we'll come up with a winner and get rid of these damn things. Because you know me, I hate prolonging the agony with this stuff. I hate dragging it out. Isn't that what uh, what's his name said? Roy. Yeah, he hates dragging it out. That's why he uh, took that black dildo that day. It's a lot easier. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Neil, two things. First of all, OJ signing autographs. Did you spell OJ right? That's no. That's the first question. No. And I'd like the tickets because I'd like to take the tickets and donate them to your um, AIDS your Center One AIDS cause. Minus OJ. What does that mean? In other words, if I win the tickets, I would like to donate them if somebody bid on the tickets for opening night. No, no, we're not, we're not doing that. Okay, five, six, seven. You see, why do people always do that with me? How many times has that happened? They want to, I'm giving these away. We're not, I mean, we start the uh, set of one thing. By the way, don't forget, we'll be at Specs this Saturday, noon to two at the Sawgrass, right by Ruby Tuesdays. And the stuff, uh, our CDs and cassettes go into uh, all the Specs stores all over South Florida starting this Friday, October 1. And I appreciate the sentiment there, sir, although I'm not, I really don't. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to change the rules in midstream and make me feel compelled to give them to you because then it's like you're doing, uh, you know, something nice. Which I don't want to do that. I want to give them to somebody who's a real hockey fan. That's why I'm asking little questions here today to find out somebody who knows a little bit of something about the game and then uh, they can go and enjoy it. 
sit right up there against the glass, push their nose up against the glass. And by the way, those stains you'll see on the glass, those are from the petunia pigs that go down there to watch practice before the game. All those porkers. Yeah, desperados. Couldn't get laid in a pickle patch. You know who I'm talking about? All those real porky broads. Four minutes before 11 at 560 WQM. We got the Hank Goldberg Show at 2. Talking baseball. Oh, geez. Talking baseball. Is this, uh, how many more games we got? I think three. Are we down to three? Let me take a look. We got this last one with the uh, Expos tonight. That should, that should garner us about a point one. In fact, this is kind of like a Brooke Daniels uh, game tonight. That's about the level of what we'll be getting. Let me take a puke at this schedule here. Let's see. We got the one game tonight. Marlins and the Braves. One, two, three. Four games left. That's it. Oh, hallelujah. Doesn't it feel better now that the uh, season is almost over? Yes. For us, anyway? For the Marlins? For them? Like I said, them? <laughs> oh! What's this obsession with hokey? Coming soon to a theater near you. Every male celebrity who's ever shown their butt. Featuring hundreds of A-list actors with one thing in common. A great set of tight buns. Jeffrey Lyons says, I've never seen so many butts before in my life. Roger Ebert calls it a non-stop butt fest. Tom Cruise. Bruce Willis. Sylvester Stallone. Kurt Russell. Antonio Banderas. Dennis Franz. Michael Douglas. Brad Pitt. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Kevin Bacon. Keanu Reeves. And nearly 350 other butt cheeks. If you only see one posterior this year, make it every male celebrity who's ever showed their butt. Playing soon in selected cities. Check local listing for the rump nearest you. It's 1102 at 560 WQM. Here it's the second hour already, and we still haven't given away these goddamn beautiful big souvenir tickets, which are probably worth all, almost as much as OJ's autograph. Wouldn't you think? Uh-huh. Especially that one I tore up in a million pieces. I'm sorry about that, because I know there are a lot of collectors out there who are very serious, who hate OJ like poison, but they will take the money anyway. And that thing's in a wastebasket now. Maybe we could tape it together. Yeah, like in your spare time, just to sit around there and like tape. It's only in about 80, 90 pieces. In fact, I bet you if we gave, if I just collected all the pieces and we promised to mail it to somebody, somebody would probably take it. Here's a Palm City. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Packers number 27. We're too late now. Well, I, I, I got a whole bunch. I'm a, I'm a big hockey fan. Okay, here we go. Here's the guy. That, where's Palm City, by the way, in Palm Beach? Uh, north of Palm Beach. North of Palm Beach? Yeah, about 20 minutes of Palm Beach. And you're going to come all the way down to a Panther game Saturday? I'm the biggest hockey fan in Florida. Steve Eisenman, Detroit Red Wings, number... Steve Eisenman? Yeah. Ah, shh. Uh, hold on a second. Oh, my God. I, I can't believe you had 19. Now, that was pretty easy. And this guy's the biggest hockey fan in Florida next to me, and he don't know Stevie Y. He don't even know the uniform number of Stevie... Why? Oh, my God. What does that tell you about? I, I, and this guy sounded like a good guy, you know, like he really knows his crap. He really wanted to come all the way down, but he just doesn't know, you know. I mean, see, if you guys would get the small dish and start, there's more to the hockey world than just the Panthers. That's why we have no hockey fans, because other than those three months when we got hot, like uh, four or five years ago, whatever the hell it was now, seems like another lifetime. Other than that, it's been a pretty dismal six years, to be honest with you. I mean, we're ecstatic. It's the only thing we're happy that we like Wayne for is bringing hockey to this town. Other than that, we hate him like poison. But nevertheless, well, I was thinking about that, by the way. You know, when this station first got the broadcast rights, when we were over at Paxson, and this station outbid everybody else and gave away billions of dollars, $35 million for five years for the broadcast rights, and Wayne owned all the teams at that time, all three teams that this station carries, the Marlins, the Dolphins, and the Panthers. So even as much as they really only would have preferred the Dolphins, and they would have continued the Panthers, I guess, it's not a real expensive deal. But uh, they were forced to take all three. 
But now that Wayne doesn't own the Marlins anymore, wouldn't it make sense that now since John Henry owns that horse and buggy, a bankrupt uh, minor league team, they can't you they can't blackmail these people with the Dolphins and the uh, Panther stuff because John Wayne Henry's got Wayne uh, Wayne Henry has got nothing to do with that. John Heisinger. You follow what I'm saying? Maybe we could give them as a gift to Waffen. Exactly. Let's give the Marlin games for the next two years as a present. Oh! Yeah. To our friends down there at 1700, if they stay on here long enough for next baseball season. Look at that very jackass deliver the letter to the people over there at Waffen saying, here you go, because we like you so much and because we got a great sense of humor and because we're good sports, we want to give you the Marlin broadcast for the next two years. All you have to do, of course, is pay the broadcast rights. And then good luck selling it, and you know, and uh, it's it's yours. We could tie a nice bow on the letter. Don't you remember when the when the thing first started with the lawsuits back and forth with this place about how the Marlins were threatening? That was when Wayne still owned the team, I believe. And the Marlins were threatening. Oh well, we might have to pull the games off. That was before the season started. That's right. And uh, they went to a whole other a bunch of stations. Well, do you want the game? No. No. How about you? No. No. What about uh, no? No. Nobody wanted the game at any price. At any price. Damn it. Great idea, though, Neil. Thank you. Here's uh, Miami. Hello. Miami. Neil. Yes, sir. Speak to me, sir. Hello? Okay, nice talking to you. Too late. See, now, there's a guy waited for a long, long time. I mean, a long time. And he just can't get his eye. He's got the radio up in the back. I'm saying hello, 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 hello. He's uh, He's out. Five six seven oh five sixty. I don't know why I'm giving the number out. These phones are jamming now because people are desperate, especially even if they don't want to go to the game, just as souvenirs. These things are beautiful, or maybe they want to scalp them. Although you know, when the game isn't even sold out, I don't know if you're going to be able to do much scalping with tickets. Plus, you don't want to go to the Who's Got for Scalping Panther tickets, especially this year. Now that we got Ken Jenny is really all geared up there in Broward, I bet you it's like ten to twenty for scalping tickets at a uh, sporting event. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I was wondering if you had caught on a Today Show a couple of days ago that uh, sheriff over in Lee County, yeah, who's putting those uh, those yeah, another, on another the Nazi sheriff. Yeah, we saw, it, but nobody over here knows anything about Lee County. I got 200 faxes on it yesterday, but nobody right. here even knows who that is. You know, all right, with all the respect uh, to our friends in Fort Myers, nobody here cares about that. I said yeah, that I yesterday. I can't understand that guy. That guy's a nut. I can't understand how people can just let people like that in. Because he's know, another religious now. What would you expect in uh, Lee County? I mean, look at the nature of uh, you know 80 percent of the people over there. What would you expect? Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, religious nutcase. So. Anyways, uh, I'd like to see about trying to get those tickets. Okay. Steve Thomas, Toronto Maple Leafs, number? Uh, 25. Okay. 32. Not bad. That's only seven off. Get a dish. Get a small dish. It's amazing. You'll see, you'll see all these channels on there. They got all the football games, the NFL package. They got all the college games. They got the NHL, the, uh, center ice package with almost every game that's ever been played, including the least Blackhawks exhibition game last night. It's amazing. And like I started saying before, before I so rudely interrupted myself and watch and you'll see there actually are some teams that are exciting to watch. Unlike our team, which if Pavel Burry goes down again, I mean, uh, bring a good book. Very sad, but they, and of course the coverage here. Now this is this to me though is a good start. And believe me, it must be damn good for me to say something really to be peeing all over about the Herald. It must be damn damn good, because for them to put a whole special NHL preview section in here, and there's the uh, lovely Pavel Bury right on the front uh, page of it, by the way, in full color. 
I'd like to see them put a picture of David J. Neal in here wearing his Hussad Shako. That would send me, you know. It might reduce me to uh, tears. Like, And then here's uh, Greg Kotex. Is this the year the comeback begins? Oh, yeah. Panthers try to win back the fans. I think what he's really trying to say is there's a lot of those season tickets still unsold. Come on, let's get out there Saturday. Let's fill up the joint, baby. Maybe if we beg hard enough, maybe Terry Murray will come to his senses and pull Ray Whitney on the left wing there in that line with Pavel Burry and stop being a bozo. Stop being a hard ass. Get a brain. Get a life, you simpleton you, in any language, including goddamn uh, Czechoslovakian and Ruski, too. See, the team is in Broward now, and he's appealing to the Dade County people with his English-only crap on the bench. Nobody cares about that in Broward. We're friendly. We just want the team to win. That's all. Asshole. Show me yours. I'll show you mine. We always get Fifteen at five sixty. WQM just told George some very depressing news, and he's I got the gun right to his head. Oh, geez, I was going to say, don't do it too late. Can you believe that? What I just told you. But hey, listen, we're all uh, happy here now. We had a great meeting yesterday. We're getting our goddamn eight hundred number. Getting a new phone thing in here. So you know what are we always complaining about? What just take the money and run? That's what he said. Here's the goddamn money. I said okay. So here's this pair of tickets worth 210 bucks, baby, right up against the glass in the first row for the opening game. These are these beautiful souvenir tickets. We're not going to mail these out, are we? We better not. It's already Wednesday. No, it's for Saturday's uh, game. Isn't the game Saturday? Yes. So somebody will have to pick these up in addition, which you wouldn't want to put this in the mail anyway because these are collectibles. Like that asshole yesterday, the collectible guy, wouldn't you rather have these than have OJ's autograph? Uh-huh. Better F and A, baby. Better get with it. Oh, look at this. Here's a lady in Homestead. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, ma'am. How are you? Okay. That's good. I don't want the tickets. Good. Um, <laughs> I'm not into hockey. That's okay. And I, I'm sorry for jumping around on the subjects. No, but... no, please. We don't have a subject yet. I'm trying to give these damn tickets away. It's almost okay. noon already. Well, give them to somebody else. Job I've done. Give them to somebody else. Okay. Um, I just wanted to make a comment, and this is getting back to the lunch program. Please. For the school, yeah. uh, about 10 years ago when I was in high school, the school I went to had so many students that if they closed the campus, uh, they would have had to have three shifts to serve lunch. 
and uh, they said that they would have had to start serving lunch around 9 a.m., and they would have stopped serving around, like, I think they said it was about 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So um, I think closing the campuses is a horrible idea. Uh, I also think that half of the little local restaurants would probably go out of business, too, because they depend on these students uh, as a major part of their sure. restaurant income. Mm-hmm. So that's all don't, I have don't, to say. Don't, don't kids take lunch to school anymore? Is that only little kids do that? Just little kids do that. Yeah, peanut yeah. butter and jelly sandwich. Right. There's nowhere to keep it, and uh, now they want to get rid of the lockers in school, so they'd have to schlep their lunch around with them all day long. Yeah, but where the hell are kids going to put their guns and machetes? <laughs> That's true. Well, they could put them in a lunch be- uh, lunchbox then. Or maybe they can just put overheads over the desk like they do on the airlines. Uh, that's it. That's it. That would work. Okay, sweetheart, thanks. That's all I have. Thanks. I'm with you. I, I think it's ridiculous. Okay, it was a tragic accident, but when I first heard this thing about, oh, we got to keep the kids on campus and not let them out, well, what is that all about? Based on what? Now, granted, when I was in high school 100 years ago, I used to walk home for lunch because I was lucky enough to live like three-minute walk away. The high school was right up the street on the corner there. In Canandaigua, New York, Canandaigua Academy, great school, by the way. And we, But we only had 25 minutes for lunch. 25 minutes, none of this 40-minute stuff. And I would go home, and Ma would have uh, whatever there, like uh, whatever it was, always something good. And uh, we'd have uh, TV would be on every day between 12.45 and 1 o'clock, and there would be guiding light which is why I've been watching that crap. Oh, and by the way, speaking of the guiding light, because every now and then, you know, you get some of these hostile assholes out there looking for a reason to take a shot. Oh, yeah, well, you know, you faggots, you watch soap operas. Guess what? I'm reading in here in a special hockey section in the Herald today about my close personal friend Paul Laws, who may actually be listening right now. Practice is over. Here it is. Personal, a year-round resident of Boca Raton, lists Days of Our Lives as his favorite TV show, Okay. So maybe you'd like to take on Paul Laws for two or three rounds, okay, pal, and tell him that he's a fag because he watches a soap opera. That boy, Polly. That's our last uh, hope there now that we got the big Schwarzer out of there for five or six weeks. We've got to get Paul Laws out there cracking some heads. Make sure nobody takes a run at number 10. Oh, what number was Pavel Burry? <laughs> you know something? If I asked that now, they probably still wouldn't get that. Yeah, this business about they don't have enough food for the kids at lunchtime. And this is, I'm going to tell you something. In my blood, I may i may pop a gut. I may have an aneurysm if somebody ever calls me and tells me that they they support spending a penny of tax money to build any kind of a goddamn ballpark, arena, any of this crap for millionaires. Like the guy said in an article I read the other day, let him build it himself just like everybody else does when they go into business. They either build it or they buy it or they do something. Nobody else pays for it. Let him pay for it. He's got hundreds of millions, billions, whatever the hell he's got with his big stinking yacht up there in Alaska. What kind of a lunatic expects with all the things that we got to do here in this town, with all the needs that we've got? I must be crazy. I must be nuts. You're a madman. A madman. A lunatic. In addition to which... I wish I would have saved those pictures from the front page that day when he was on. In fact, also, somebody could have faxed me the Palm Beach front page. He was on all three newspapers on the front page with his nine people he had in the stands, standing there like a schlumper. Like, oh, how about over there? Are you guys sitting over there? Ain't nobody there. (laughs) So sad. So tragic. Don't you understand? Nobody effing cares. Nobody is interested. Pack you a sandwich and get out of here already. Now, how come, how come they can't, uh, like, I know this, uh, this is a terrible idea. 
but it sure got to be better than the swill that they're serving in school for lunches now after that real greasy, nasty pizza I saw. But uh, how come they can't have – and I noticed the governor here a few weeks ago, which I forgot to comment about, he signed a bill to allow – he made some kind of a deal to allow a Coke to, and all these vending people to put their stuff back in the goddamn schools again so that your kids can rot their teeth out and be sure and keep taking a lot of Ritalin because they're just loaded with sugar with all that crap that they're drinking. Nice going there, uh, Bushmeister, you jackass, you imbecile. God. I wouldn't be surprised if, just like his brother, pretty soon we have a bill here that it's okay to carry your, uh, pack your peace in church. Well, isn't that what church is all about? Peace, love, and brotherhood? you got to bring your peace to a church, man. Unless they put up a sign saying, oh, hey, leave your uh, peace outside. Check it outside. Maybe they can have the metal detectors like they have at the schools and the airports. No, no, they can just have, like, when you go to some restaurants, they check your coat, they check your hat, you know, when the guys used to wear hats. Well, they can have, like, a thing out there in the front lobby of the church. The foyer. Then the foyer, yeah. Charles Foyer, remember him? Ah, can we check your piece? Charles Boyer, okay? See, and like Chef Boyardee, remember him? Got to be a little more contemporary for George. He don't know Charles Boyer from Ingrid Bergman. Just like these people, they don't know Stevie Eisenman from Dorothy Kilgallen. It's true. I think they know as much about both of them. You were about to say about McDonald's or getting them into school. No, no, so seriously. Are you trying to, like, uh, interrupt? Uh, no. you. Well, actually, you should you be talking a lot more these days. You better, I'm not putting, uh, because I know you're still under the weather today, but that's what it's going to be is Neil and George talk a lot. No, seriously. Oh, these people, yeah. What? Yes. I'm the very serious. So yesterday, we had a great show again yesterday with, the uh, you know, up until about 12, whatever it was, very few phone calls. The first of which we believe was OJ. Yeah. You, you wait, you'll find that later on when you have time. You'll flip through and find where that call is and we'll, uh, cart it up. We'll put it in the thing. I think it's him. Yeah, you think you're talking real tough. Get out of here, okay? Murdering piece of crap. He ought to, this is the thing about the arrogance of him. That's what really bothers me. And you assholes, you butt lickers out there, you jock sniffers, all you do is feed this arrogance by sucking up to this guy. He ought to be kissing the ground that he's walking around breathing the fresh air instead of sitting on death row someplace where he ought to be. God, and instead of that, this arrogant, imperious attitude like uh, his stuff don't stink. I guarantee you, it stinks. So anyway, getting back to McDonald's. No, and it doesn't have to be McDonald's, but why couldn't the public school system make a deal with the companies that operate the fast food franchise? Because that's where most of these kids are going anyway. You know, McDonald's and Burger King. I mean, they're in airports. They're everywhere in the world that I go. They're, they're everywhere. You can't get away from them. Wendy's, whatever. For years, that has been suggested. And, and the excuse is... Just like I'm always... Wait a minute. But I'm always saying, like, the airlines could do the same thing, too. Instead of feeding you this slop, why can't they make a deal, especially since most of the fast food joints have got outlets right there in the airport anyway? You're going to laugh, but here's the excuse that the schools come up with every yes. time this is brought up. It's yes. always brought up because it's not nutritious enough. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a job. Just hearing you say it's not nutritious enough as compared to the great stuff that they're dishing out, like that greasy, slimy pizza that we saw this morning on the Michelle Gillen's piece. It's ridiculous, but they call it junk food, and we, they don't want to serve junk food. As opposed school. to what? As, as opposed to the crap that they're serving him without, I guarantee you, probably the McDonald's people might even wash their hands. Yeah, that's right. And won't handle the money and the food with the, with the same damn hands. Let them set up a deal. Let them kind of like franchise it out. They could take bids. Take take the goddamn school system out of the food business and take the airlines out of the food business. Let food people do the food business. I know that comes as a great shock to all you brilliant educators out there 
And as far as nutrition is concerned, who are you kidding anyway? I remember what the food was like in school, even though I used to go home for lunch in high school. But I remember what the hell it was like in the cafeteria. It was crap. Sloppy macaroni and cheese. I mean, it was garbage. And what the hell is wrong with a, a, a Big Mac? What's wrong with, uh, you know, and, and doesn't McDonald make salads uh -huh. and other stuff like that? Uh -huh. And Taco Bell? Huh? What's wrong with that? They can even bring their little chihuahua to school with them. They eat Taco Bell if they want. They could do Wendy's. They have a salad bar, the uh, stuffed potatoes, right. potatoes, You can chili. just imagine by 1 o'clock how much botulism they can get on that salad bar. What's wrong with that? Maybe an extra large sneeze shield. Yeah, that's right. A nice sneeze shield. You know how kids are. They go to school with a flu and just uh, snot a little bit in there. It looks like salad dressing, but it's not. What's wrong with that? Yeah, I, I just don't understand what this country is thinking of with all the resources that this country has got. I turn on my TV this morning, and I have to be treated to a spectacle of this bitch, Michelle Gillen, who makes me sick, who makes me nauseous. Channel 4, it seems that if they could only get Ike Siemens over there, they'd have a clean sweep. If they could just pry him away from Channel, they don't want him. they got enough losers over there already. Just like that freaking, and by the way, you notice the thing on her lip, Angela's getting a little smaller all the time. I think uh, either it's getting smaller or Brian's trying to bite it off. Yeah, he thinks it looks kind of like a is what he told me. Clammy. God, it sucks. You can tell by the way the people stare that you want to make with longer hair. You talk on back, cut her days up overnight. The disco craze, but he's still alright, he's still okay. The simple skin won't go away. He's still got his baby blues, so he ain't got his dancing shoes. And Johnny isn't leaving cause his career is seeming it's staying alive, staying alive. Nothing is weirder than seeing him in the theaters, but he's staying alive, staying alive. Ha, 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 staying alive. Hillary Clinton dies and goes to heaven where she meets St. Peter. She notices that there are clocks everywhere. She asks St. Peter why there's so many clocks here. St. Peter tells her that each clock represents a person on earth and that every time a person tells a lie, the clock ticks off one second, gets ticked off. St. Peter explains that one clock has never moved because it belonged to Mother Teresa and she never told a lie in her whole life. The next lie belonged to Abraham Lincoln that faggot and since he only told two lies his whole life only two seconds is clicked off hillary asks where's bill's clock saint peter says bill's clock is upstairs in jesus office he uses it as a ceiling fan yeah it's old but not up to the usual standards of this factor but he usually sends us good stuff so on. so anyway you talk about a joke you talk about humorous I was just showing George, who don't even care about this, but nevertheless, and I heard even Beefo this morning, who's usually Mr. Noncommittal, Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Sit on the Fence, but here is one of the dumbest headlines in the history of any newspaper, this one in the Sun Sentinel today. If the Herald doesn't get you, the Sun Sentinel will, well, with stupidity. Here is Demetrius Underwood, who just tried desperately to commit sausages up there in Lansing, Michigan over the weekend, because uh, he owed his wife child support, and they put him in the slammer for a brief time and because he's a basket case, and because he's in a cult, and because the dog done it, and eight million other reasons. And I'm telling you, if O.J. would have just been there, he'd gotten the job done right. Right in, just in the right spot, man. His head would have been hanging just like by a thread. Just like Nicole's. 
But anyway, here's the headline on this story by Craig Barnes. And like they pointed out this morning on the Wars Team accurately. So the guy that writes the story doesn't write the headline. But wait till you hear this headline. Underwood will sit out season. Boy. What a shock. What a profound headline. Here's a guy that just tried to try to kill himself, stab himself in the neck, is uh, you know upgraded to good condition or fair or uh, decent, or he will make it. And uh, we're supposed to be shocked because he ain't going to play no football games. Jesus. I'll never be the same again. Here's uh, Lake Worth. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this, but uh, I really think this year they should have made our captain Billy Lindsay. Uh, they had our captain. They were down and thinking about trading him. Were they really? Yeah. This is the only guy on, on the team, all of the old guys there, that has any grit, you know, that has any uh, desire to be out there and actually work hard. Yeah. 60 minutes. Of yeah, I like him. He, he plays hard. And uh, He looks hard. That, that's just all I wanted to say. I wanted to put in my book, please. What do you think about trading? I haven't been keeping up with uh, the newspaper. Your phone's crapping uh, out. Uh, two or three weeks ago, the rumors were that, uh, you know, before the trading deadline, or uh, there is no trading, but before whatever. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, last year. Uh, okay. I'm looking, looking end up making the, uh, the Okay, get a new phone. Good guy, but bad phone. Sorry. Five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. What are you talking about trading deadline? I don't know. I don't know where that came from. By the way, did we pick up Lonnie Bohannis on Monday? No. no. How about Derek King? No. Not too much money. We like Chris Wells. Here's the Sunrise. Hello. Hey, Neil. What's up? Yes, sir. Hey, can you give me the, uh, the question real quick? The uh, hockey question? Can I give you the question real quick? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Doug Gilmore, what number? 20. 93. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the uh, AT and T wireless line. It's only eleven thirty five. These are the hockey experts. You see, some people think, "Oh, that Neil, he's such a son of a bitch. He's always saying these people we don't know nothing about hockey. We forgot more about hockey." Well, you know something? Maybe if you remember it, then we could have a conversation someday. But I doubt it. Man, this is a terrifying number twenty. And of course, I'm giving people who are easy, people who are stars, who have worn the same number forever. Doug Gilmore with the Leafs, he was ninety three. With the Devils, now with the Blackhawks, uh, nobody knows. Hmm. Now that I think about it, was he ninety three with the Devils? I don't know. It doesn't make any difference because he don't play for the Devils anymore. He plays for the goddamn Blackhawks, and he's wearing ninety three like he did with the Leafs. If you would have been watching last night, you would have seen it if you had your small dish there, if you would have been a fan like me. I bet you there weren't ten of us watching that game last night down here. Here's Fort Myers. Hello. Yeah, Neil, I'm the second biggest hockey fan after that other guy that called. All right. Um, shoot me with a question. Oh, well, how's that for a start? Yeah, that's good. I wasn't even thinking. Let's see. Uh, let me come up with somebody good. Yeah, good. Timo Solani, what number? Oh, boy. Number 12? <laughs> Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on it. I'm doing these all off the top of my head. Wow, we're really impressed. Sure hope I'm right. Yeah, I'm right. Believe me. Oh, it's really sad. And uh, this is a real good education for all the sports people out there, all of whom, of course, are going to be listening to Waffen and Jim Rome and all that other good stuff as we continue dividing up that little teeny tiny pie. It would be like if somebody gave me, like, you know uh, how you go into a diner and they have those little pieces of stale pie like cherry pie? It would be like if somebody took that little piece of pie and tried to slice it up in about ten different slices. That's what it's going to be like. All the sports nerds. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Uh, I know a little bit about hockey. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to take a shot, and I hope I don't 
piss you off anymore. I'm not pissed off at all. I'm having a great time with this. Yeah, well, it's kind of sad to hear everything. I hope it works out when you ask me. Okay. <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs, Matt Sundin, number... 21. 13. 13. <laughs> oh, man. I may never give these away, you know what? How about Pavel Burry, number 10? What's his number? You know, number 10 on the Panthers, what's Pavel's number? Anybody know? No. Okay. You know, number 10, Pavel Burry. Well, it's a good thing I'm only doing this today. Better get off this hockey stuff real quick. We'll be back down there with a one share pretty soon. We'll be down there with the battling brook before you know we'll be fighting it out <laughs> for the toilet bowl award. <laughs> it's just, I mean, oh, and by the way, you haven't seen these because the new, uh, did you see, no, you didn't see these. The new numbers, the new format for the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw them. But it's so impressive to be able to look there from um, 3 to 7 p.m. on WINZ. 50,000 watts. Persons 2554. And by the way, Hank had a 2.7, but that's 3 to 7. So between 2 and 6, certainly he had a 3 something. So it's not as bad as everyone thinks. In fact, it was a hell of a lot better than the morning. That was that was the uh, chicken in the woodpile with that morning show. Wow. God. And of course, if they stick enough 13 minute breaks in Hank's show, they can get that down to a, you know, to a low 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another 20 minute break, and they'll all be out of there, too. But take a look at where she is down here on this list. I can't I can't find a goddamn thing. Where is this bitch with her 0 0.9? Where the hell is it? Here's uh, Magic. Here's TMI. Even TMI, the classic music station. Oh, look, she's not on that page at all. Wait till you hear this. Wait till you hear this. <laughs> oh, my God. WRMF. Which is a pretty good station, but it's in Palm Beach County, you know, FM 98, 97.9, right? Yeah. Oh, by the way, the Coast had a pretty good book, too. Nice going there, Bob and Cheryl. Oh, yeah, Bob, by the way, sent me a letter. He said, boy, Phil's going to kick your ass. I don't think so, Bob. He sent me a letter. Uh, WRMF 1.1, 3 to 7. No, he didn't send me a letter. And uh, Radio Mom B had a 0 0.9. So here's a station out of the market that's got a 1.1, and Brooke has got <laughs> a 0 0.9. Oh! Tied for 23rd with Radio Mambi and uh, oh, and with WEAT-FM, which is also in Palm Beach County. What is that? Isn't that a, a country station, WEAT, or is that a slush station? We don't know. We'll find out. Somebody in Palm Beach will let us know. Oh man, just just and then WMBM, which has got about six watts, that Haitian Schwartz or whatever that station is. WMBM had a point seven with about six watts. She's got fifty thousand watts. She's got a signal that makes your radio vibrate if you live on the goddamn moon. That's right. Even if your radio is stuck in your rectum, it, it still vibrates every time you go by nine forty because their daytime signal is so strong. And she's sitting there with a zero point nine. Oh. Boy. I would do what Tom Likas if I was here. I'd get in the car in the middle of the night, put all my uh, ball of wax and all my stuff in there, my whole uh, kit and caboodle, and I would just pack it up and disappear. I'd pack it if I were her. I'd just head over here to Tire Kingdom, get you know some nice new tires, and hit the road, sweetheart. No, Rogers. God. Yeah. Like this is we sing 
like pussies, but we must tell you, we swear we're not gay. If you wore these outfits to class, they would kick your by the way, for us to slip it on the uh, Best of Neil 99, which will be uh, selling at Specs, by the way, October, November, December, starting this uh, Friday, October 1, and I'll be at Specs. George will be there. We'll have uh, maybe Boca Brian will show up. God only knows who might show up. This uh, Saturday, noon to 2 at the Specs at the Sawgrass Mills Mall, and the uh, Specs in the mall is right near the Blue Dolphin entrance, right by Ruby Tuesdays. Maybe Ruby Tuesdays will bring us some free uh, no. lunch while we're there. You think so? No. No. John Pena said uh, no. no. And Brian said no. Everybody said no. Why the hell not? Don't they like us? No. We'll find out. Here's a lady in Boca. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Hi. Just so you know, my daughter's high school, they do sell pizza. They sell uh, Papa John's pizza. Really? Yeah. And what? she said only the uh, kids that have uh, no money that are in, like, free lunch eat the school lunch. Yeah. <laughs> but they get pizza every day. Well, well, wait a minute. The school lunches are free? Well, you know, the kids that can't afford it that have to apply it's for free pizza. lunches. Oh, I see. So in other words, there is something. There's such a thing as a free lunch. Yes, but free. that's but they don't get the pizza. They get uh, whatever the school service. Slop. Yeah. Oh God, can you imagine what's in there? <laughs> I wouldn't want to know. It's not good to be poor, is it? No, I guess not. I mean, if you have to choose between having money and having no money, always having money is just a little bit better, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. I'm a season ticket holder, but I don't have opening night. You don't have opening night. Oh. Oh, that's sad. You sound so depressed. I well, how about Oleg Kavasha on the Panthers? What number is he? Oh, let's see. On the Panthers, Kavasha is 16. <laughs> you know, the only reason I'm laughing is because I'm always bitching about women being freeloaders, but you're the winner. Oh, hey. All right. Hold on, sweetheart. Thanks. How do you like that? A lady. I mean, I, mean, I did ask her about a Panther player, but I didn't ask her like Ray Whitney or uh, Niedermeyer. I asked her about somebody who's like only a second-year player now, a little bit on the obscure side. Nice going. Of course, she was probably looking it up there. It sounded like to me. But that's all right. She still gets him. How come everybody's hanging up? They're hanging up because they didn't win, because they didn't have nothing to say, and that'll open up the lines for people to have something to say, which is good. 
killed almost two hours with that. Nice going. Hey, oh, God. Excellent job. Now we can talk about important things like what the hell's wrong with the lunches that they're feeding your kids at school and what's wrong with you people that you don't care about your kids. I don't understand it. I just don't get it. We had this horrible story up in Vancouver, eh, which I've been watching on the BBC the last several days, where this baby allegedly fell off the uh, Vancouver Bridge up there and miraculously survived. Now comes to find out the baby didn't fall off the bridge. The mother threw it off the bridge because it's got Down syndrome. And the police are charging her with attempted murder because she threw the goddamn baby off the bridge and they uh, confiscated her, uh, uh, her PC because she's got all kinds of st- email on there where she was trying to uh, put the baby up for adoption in the States. Will anybody take this baby off my hands? And I guess the response was, no. So she just threw it off the bridge. And it's still alive. How do you like that? Don't understand it. Crazy people making babies. Forced sterilization. For a 100 years, I've been, I've been screaming those two words into your ears, folks. Forced sterilization. And by the way, I know this comes as a great shock to you, but one of the reasons that we have so much rampant crime in this country is because the population is growing here like topsy. I can remember in my lifetime when the population of this country was 150 million people. Now it's like 270 million people, which is damn near double. And you wonder why there's so many schleppers out there, there's so many desperados, et cetera, and so on, so many crazy people. And, of course, when Reagan closed up all the loony bins because we had to take the money away from social programs and put those people out on the streets, that was another. Nice nice going there, Ronnie. You know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. That's why you've conveniently forgotten all the grotesque things you've done. And they're all making a big Simmons uh, a song and a dance about this biography of his, and uh, they're not too crazy about it. Too bad he is a bubblehead and always was, an airhead. Just a, just a face man. He was kind of like the Roy! of the political world. That's right. A face man. So I come across in my Sun Sentinel this morning one of the most obnoxious, uh, well, we already had the obnoxious headline. Here's one of the most disgusting articles I've ever seen in my life. Having to do with, having to do with this story that, uh, again, that they, I mentioned it yesterday. And I guess this also happened while I was on vacation, didn't it? I think so. Where this kid got shot and killed by the cop, the Miami uh, police officer. And so we had uh, angry black folk out there in the streets uh, getting psychotic, jamming up I-95, protesting. Even though, of course, the investigation is still ongoing and it just started a short time ago, even though the investigation is going on, still let's get pissed off and go out there and screw up the streets. Well, it's not anywhere nearly as effectively as the Cubans yet, thank God, but nonetheless, let's go out there in the streets and get pissed off. So she writes this inflammatory column this morning, which I happen to think she's full of crap. We don't know the fact of the case. That's number one. Number two, this kid had a rap sheet as long as your arm and leg put together. He was basically a young scumbag. Not enough strength to stop a speeding bullet, right, Sherry Winston. Winston tastes good like an asshole should. Remember those spots, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to read this. And you're, you know, not right this second. Everybody's going to puke when they see this, okay, Sherry, when they hear this stuff. If they haven't read the column, which they probably haven't, because nobody reads the damn newspaper, thank God. If everybody read the newspaper, they'd be so depressed from the, from the depressing crap that gets written in here, they'd probably blow their own brains out. Not enough strength to stop a speeding bullet. She's got all the answers, Sherry. She's got it all figured out. I don't know about you, but if I'm ch- if I'm a cop and I'm chasing some scumbag who's got a stolen car, 
and he reaches into his waistband, which she's, she don't like that anymore. She doesn't like that uh, line about reaching uh, into the waistband. She, it's, it's overused. She said it's overkill, if you pardon that expression. I'm thinking, you know, saving my own ass is what I'm thinking. And you know, I'm, I'm not all that enamored with cops in the first place. We have a lot of trigger-happy cops. There's no question about that. And certainly we need to hear all the facts in this investigation. But, but, Sherry, your column is a piece of crap. Here's a, a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, yeah, I uh, would have liked on the hockey game, but I couldn't have picked up tickets anyway. No, that's good then. Well, I might be there Saturday night anyway. Uh... You, know, you were talking about that this government so so interested in financing John Henry's uh, stadium. Yeah. Well, uh, a few days ago in Palm Beach Post, the uh, county commission told them, uh, no, we don't want to belong to the uh, sports council that uh, mainly benefits uh, Dayton, Broward County. Uh, they said, we don't want to... Uh, be a part of it because it benefits those counties and we don't want to build a stadium for John Henry. So in other words, they just said no to John Henry. Right. Excellent. Exactly. Great. And uh, I might see you at the hockey game uh, Saturday night. I'll be there, man, with bells on. Okay, I'll see you, Neil. Thanks. What section are you in again? 106. Okay. We'll see you, Neil. Bye. Adios. <laughs> oh, God, we're getting choked up about the start of hockey season. Or maybe it's something in the vents in the air in here. It's more likely. Oh, and by the way, down over by Greg's office, which I was in there for the first time in a long time yesterday, thank God. So the painting that's going on up here, it's in the vents down there in that part of the building. And, man, whew, you talk about uh, inhaling noxious fumes. That, that's that got to be one good excuse why he didn't hear that much, you know, and I wouldn't be either. Grotesque. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, I'll see you in hell. Okay, thank you. Five six seven oh five sixty. <laughs> well, at least he knows that we're both going to be there. That's right. We'll be there having a good time. All these other people are busy praising God for eternity. Praising God. Oh God, you're so good. You're so good, God. We love you, God. Yeah, what's for lunch? No lunch. Just keep just keep us saying it. Just keep praising. That's right. We'll be down there burning in hell, baby, because God is a uh, pissed off God. Even that Margie Phelps shit in her brilliant letter to the uh, paper last week that I read on the air. God hates people. He hated Esau before he was even out of the womb. He already decided he hated him because this God is as sick and twisted as the people who invented him and the people who believe in him. I'll pass, thank you. Hello, I'm George W. Bush Jr., your next president, like it or not. And I'm here to talk to you about headache relief. If you live in the South and suffer from occasional headaches, why, I recommend Bush Cocaine Powder for relief. That's Bay Say for short. <laughs> You know, I'm so stinking rich that a headache's about all I can relate to when it comes to little voters like you. And I don't mind telling you that you'll contribute to my soft money campaign war chest with every package of Bush Cocaine Powder you buy. Bush Cocaine Powder is not recommended for use by Jews. 1201 at 560. Oi! WQM, here's a bizarre fax from WKRR and WKZL. Do we know where that is? Where's area code 336? Is this on the West Coast? Because it's unsigned, but it's got the, uh, on the fax thing, it's got the, the call letters. But at any rate, it says, I liked it better when you were slamming Greg Reed in the Beasley's yesterday. The Beasley's suck ass. Well, we all know that. 
did you agree to stop harping on the OJ thing? So I guess whoever faxed this expected me to like do a whole other show on this. Did I agree to stop harping on it? No. No, what is there to say about it? I started out the show today by tearing up that OJ autograph. What else is there? Am I going to do that every day on this show? No. No, as a matter of fact, I wouldn't give that murdering son of a bitch that much publicity. Is Big Fat Roy being reprimanded for his support of the wife killer? I would assume so. Did you discuss the long-rumored TV campaign with Greg yesterday? When will you be getting your sweet ass on the tube? Just wondering, so it says, from WKRF, wherever the hell this is. No name, no nothing. No, I will not be getting my ass on the tube. The only things I put my ass on are either a seat or a, a toilet seat. Chair or a seat, those are the only things I put my ass on. If you want to put your ass on a tube, be my guest. Two minutes past noon at 560 WQM, the Hank Goldberg Show at 2 o'clock. Talking baseball one more time, baby, or is it three or four more times with Donnie B? 6 o'clock, the Marlins at the Expos, and Ed Kaplan after that ball game, after the disaster ends. Believe me, the pain from baseball will soon be over, and just coincidentally, almost at the same time, the hockey season starts Friday night in the Panther game, Saturday. Oh! Let's hear it. Can't you smell it in the air? Can't you smell the excitement? Huh? <laughs> Here's Miami Beach. Hello. I don't great listen it's funny you talk about the baseball season I'm so glad it's ending I'd rather shoot myself and listen to another game I, mean, I don't know I don't know how the sponsors aren't suing the company for uh for what they have for the what product. sponsors well there you go and uh but you know what though as bad as it is I think I'd rather listen to that than the Brooke because she is the worst yeah she is the absolute worst now listen I think <laughs> Well, guess what? The Marlin games, believe this or not, haven't got very much number. I think we got a 1.4 at night there, but it sure as hell beats the Babylon Brooks 0.9. <laughs> it's close. You know, I didn't get a chance to listen today. I was I was calling in, and the, and the line was busy all, all morning. Oh, yeah, because I gave away those. Yeah, I, I had a feeling it was a giveaway. But, um, the, yeah, but that's okay. We made it very entertaining. The, the, you know, the Panthers are really breaking my heart with what they've done, and I, I read in the paper that... Uh, How can they break your heart with what they've done? Because they haven't done anything. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it... You know, for for me being a hockey fan and coming from New York and growing up on Long Island where they win four cups and then you come down here and we get a team and I'm really excited to be able to go to a game and follow right. the team and all of a sudden they start trading the players. Yeah. Try to get in the mood. What, what do you think about uh, Tampa Bay cutting Alex Dagel? Dig. He's a stiff. He's a movie actor. He don't want to be a hockey player. He wants to be a movie actor. He's another one of these guys. He could play for every team in the league, and he shows flash and promise and speed, and he don't do anything. Any chance in hell we can get Alexei Yashin? Oh, yeah, right. And, uh, and they're, pay they're paying $10 million a year for Bray. They wouldn't even pick up one of the kids from the waiver draft on Monday. They're sure not going to pay $9, 10000000 a year for Yashin. Right. And and the last question I have, and I don't want you to think I'm you know I'm making fun or goofing on you, but, but I've heard little things about Phil coming back, and, yeah. and I, I put it, you know, I can get him on the Internet, I think, after 10 o'clock at night, but is he coming to this market at a, at a regular time, or, or what's the story? Yes. What is what is it? 10 at night to 1 in the morning, and then they're going to replay his tapes from 9 to noon. Oh, on, what, on a different station? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Not on this station. But I, you think they're going to put him on this station, on a sports nerd station? That would have made too much sense. What station is going to pick him up? I don't up? want to say 940. Stupid talk. Right, but okay. I got you. Well, I'll still listen to you. Thank God. All right. Okay, God bless you. And I'll pray for us. I haven't spoken to one person that's not going to continue listening to us, and there will be people who tune over and sample. And by the way, I'm all through promoting them. You know, I did more than my share. Now let them go out and spend some money. I'm amazed that I haven't seen anything yet. No, I'm not amazed because, you know, AM radio, it's all the companies in this market. That's the one thing I'll say for Paxson. No, several things I'll say for Paxson, even though he was a real asshole and a phony. 
But when we were over there for that short period of time, they spent money on all those billboards. I mean, money up the ass, and they spent money on equipment. We had a studio. We had equipment that was superfluous that we didn't need and never used. We had a no. We had a dat player in the studio. Anybody ever use it? No. No. I looked at it. I said, "What's that?" We told them we didn't need it. And they said, "Ah, take it anyway." Yeah. Take they two. said, "Quit, quit this and that." They had two of them in the talk. Right. Studio. Two of them that we never used either one. But nevertheless, they spared no expense. I mean, granted, they had a they had a bonehead for an engineer. Well, no, they, they well they had they had first of all, Roy! which is where that came from, and thank God for that. You know something? Stop and think about that. If it wouldn't have been for Roy Pressman, the engineer over at Paxson, we never would have had Roy! from Mitch Lewis to play when we came over here for Roy! Foster, who's joined at OJ's hip. And by the way, speaking of the engineering department over there, yeah, they had him too. He likes to schmooze. He likes to eat. He likes to flirt. This is a guy who was supposed to be an engineer. Every morning he'd come in and say the same thing. I like to flirt. I like to schmooze. I like to eat. I like to eat. I like to schmooze. And, of course, anything that's for free, he likes to snore also. Anything that was for free, especially a meal. Boy, could he eat a free meal or what? I mean, we eat a lot of free meals, but we're pikers compared to him. He could eat a free meal or three or four at a time. That max. Couldn't do much else. And that was one of the problems with Paxson is they had such advanced equipment that nobody knew how to use it. Remember that? Like the goddamn mini disc players they had over there, which, of course, the ones we got here, I mean, we got something. We got these Sonys that are a joke. Yeah, but they had stuff that was like a thousand, that had actually like a full printout of the whole uh, disc on there. Denons. Yeah, well, they were great, but nobody knew how to do them, how to diddle with them. It's great. You call up the engineer, and they got to run and get the manual. Well, let's see if we can figure this out. Although, also over there, we had real computers, and we had a computer guy who was on staff. How do you like that? The Paxson people, they had a computer guy who was on the payroll, who was that all he did for them was go around and troubleshoot and uh, set up and uh, fix and uh, teach about the computer systems that they had. It was like a real radio station, and it could have been if it weren't being run by a demented lunatic. By a crazy person. Yeah. Well, by several crazy people. But one thing about Pete, he's still there, baby. Oh! He's still over there sucking ass. Oh! Here's a Coral Springs. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Neil, you are my favorite. You are my god. I am so happy that hockey season's here because last night I couldn't fall asleep. Yeah. What did I do? I put on the baseball game. And that is coma-inducing. What game was that? OC. The Marlins. Oh. And then and that's You were sleeping while a Marlin game was well, on? Well, I couldn't sleep, so I put it on. Oh, I see. So then I fell asleep. It works every time like a charm. In fact, maybe they if they, <laughs> maybe they can do it as a public service and show reruns all during the uh, fall and winter. Absolutely. But I have to tell you, I'm the biggest hockey fan, and I would love an opportunity to get the tickets. You mean the tickets I gave away about 20 minutes ago? No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Oh. To some woman, no less. Oy vey. Exactly. I love you, Neil. I'll see you there, pal. No more hockey tickets, baby. I gave them away. Anybody want some more, though? Oh, God. Now, he, he was a good guy, though. He just a little, he's a little woozy from uh, seeing some of the Marlin game last night. That'll make you woozy. 5670560. Oh, what number is he, woozy? And pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line on a great Wednesday, man. You can smell it. There's something in the air. We cleared the air yesterday in Greg Reed's off orifice. We cleared the air in there. Bluff Lindsay was in there. He was going, yeah. yeah. And then Screw Ann Winnick, she came in and she went, yeah. and I said, okay, now we got an understanding. 
just like just like in Godfather 3. How come for a movie that was supposed to suck so bad, there are so many lines I'm always quoting from Godfather 3? Always one and two, but especially Godfather 3 has got a million great lines in there. We have an understanding. That was great. The bishop with the uh, Corleone, with the George Hamilton, with the phony, uh, phony make-believe greaseball lawyer. We have an understanding. Then, of course, the bishop didn't realize somebody else had a better understanding than he did. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Good evening. I want to thank you, number one, for turning me on to that uh, Freedom from Religion Foundation. They're great. I get their mailings, and they're really terrific. So I guess I'm going to end up down under with you, too. Yes, sir. It's going to be real crowded there. We're going to have a hell of a party, I'll tell you that much. I also wanted to correct one thing that I heard you say this morning. Yeah. Uh, the, the way the people got out of the metal institutions was not through Reagan cutting back the money, but the ACLU sued to say that if a patient could be maintained on drugs, it could not be kept in the institutions anymore. And that's when they opened the doors no. and let them all well, out. Maybe, the maybe that was part of it, but also had to do with Reagan budget it, cuts. It was also a state, it's also a, a mostly a state. Well, state. regardless of who done it, the fact is that they're out. They did it and it was terrible. Right. Yeah. But I enjoy your program and I'll just keep on listening. And I'll pray for you. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Okay, 10 past noon at 560 WQM. I'll pray for your bald spot to heal up, but I don't think that's going to work. You could sit around and pray, or you could be like Buddha, you know, just get your head shaved all together. Or you could go see my good buddy Charlie Alfieri, and he'll make you look like a mensch, like a real guy. That's right. Just tell me what your problem is. It's theaters now. From the producer of Teaching Mrs. Tingle. It's making the teacher tingle. Hey, Teach, here's my new science experiment. Here, play with it. Making the teacher tingle in theaters and sex shops everywhere. Oh. Speaking of that, by the way, you ever hear any more about that teacher, uh, no. the 13-year-old kid? No. You ever hear any more about that whorehouse they were running down there at Kendall with the 16-year-old uh, cops? No. No. I love the way people call and they stonewall. Oh, no, there's this big internal investigation going on. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. How come we never hear any more about it? It just uh, gets buried somewhere, swept under the old <laughs> rug. Speaking of people with a bad rug, by the way, and speaking of... Just tell me what your problem is. Just had a spy report that Mr. Ego was over there to see Hank yesterday at uh, Cool Cats, which I find bizarre. In fact, Hank probably found it very bizarre, too. And I was told by a very authoritative source that he looks not a day over 90. You see, it's one thing to extend, you know, the way you try to make yourself look a little bit better with all the, fo- the phony body parts, you know, the, the false, the snap-on penis and the phony uh, armpits and the phony uh, everything on the eyelids. But then once it all starts drooping and falling apart, then you wake up one morning, it's like you, you just got 30 years older. You know what I'm talking about? Just tell me what your problem is. And I'm thinking to myself, I think the one reason that I, in a, in a very bizarre, perverse way, I admire this guy is because here's Steve Kane who is still on the air, amazingly enough. Nobody listens to him. Nobody knows where he is. He's got 8 million sponsors on there that he goes on and BSs about. And uh, he never, he's been in the market for, I would say, let's see, we went on W Snooze in 78. I would say about almost 20 years, almost as long as I have, and never had any ratings. Never anywhere. Did he have ratings at W Snooze? No. No. Even in books when the rest of us had gi- – even when Jerry Williams was there and the rest of the station had gigantic numbers, did he have any number? No. No. It, it's astonishing. And then, of course, uh, when they put him on in the morning on uh, Stupid Talk and he had, like, fractions, 0.6, even lower than the babbling brook. I mean, that's quite an accomplishment, Steve. <laughs> I write that in my diarrhea. Not as low as John Ford, our favorite, but uh, lower than even the babbling brook, a 0.6 with 50,000 watts. 
and now he's on some station, which if he held a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you the call letters of that station, 1470, and I promoted the hell out of him when he first came back because I try to promote everybody else because I'm not paranoid and because I know that they're going to fail anyway, unless they got something going. And you can, uh, that, how long ago did he come back on the air? It's got to be a year, doesn't it, after they blew him out from INZ? Has it ever showed up in any of the ratings? No. I got the new trend right here. Does it show up at all? No. I mean, even like even like a tenth of a point, does it show up? No. Not at all. Not, nothing. No demographic, no nothing. Not even in 100 plus. Not even in dead people. Does it show up? No. No. And yet he's still making a living. He's still there doing something, and he, he's making a living. You talk about a great BS artist. You talk about a guy that's got loyal sponsors or just dumb people. Maybe he's got one of those dumb magnets like our sales department's got, you know? One of those little uh, metal detector things where they run around and they find the dumb people. Oh, yeah, we'll sign up. How much you want? Here's the money. We know you don't have any audience. You have no ratings and that nobody's going to come in. But here, we'd like you to hear some money. Go get your uh, Facebook back together. He, he really is miraculous. i got to hand that to him, you know. He's a survivor. Not a talent, a survivor. Here's Boca. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? Great. Uh, I listened to you for a little while. And you're really funny. Yeah. So you've been entertaining. No, not like not like that. But uh, so I, I was listening to that thing about the that, that kid who got shot. Yeah. I was thinking maybe you're a little off base there. About what? I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't be criticizing their their little the act of civil disobedience when the guy was shot seven times and didn't even have a weapon on him. Yeah. So that's that's not right. What's not right? That's not how right. Did, that he how was, did they know whether he had a weapon on him or not at night, running away from the cops? How did they know? No, sure, sure. They don't. They don't know whether he has a weapon or not. But you don't shoot him. You don't shoot him. Step. Times. There's a lot of other officers who no doubt might have taken more care. Yeah. And maybe prevented that guy from. That guy might still be alive. There wouldn't be this whole protest in the first place. So if these people want to slow to, slow down on the highway, why not? If people want to go out there and, and screw up the county and the inconvenience everybody else, what do you mean why not? Because they're pissed off. How about if they wait for the investigation? How about if we wait for due process of law? Does that make too much sense? Maybe, but you know, they're also, in a sense, sticking up for your civil rights by being out there and protesting. That, why, that, why is that? Because there might How many be... cars have I stolen this week? It's not about stealing a car, you know. That, the kid was shot seven times. He was running away from, he was running was, away from the scene of the crime. He had stolen a That's... car. He had a rap sheet as long as uh, the goddamn state of Florida, and he was running away. He was evading arrest, and he was told, stop or I'll shoot, and uh, he reached for his, the waistband. He put his hand in there, and they shot him in self-defense, thinking uh, that he had a gun. He was, the kid was running away. Right. Him, exactly. That's right. And so second of all, and do, so you, suppose, do you know, suppose, suppose the kid gets away and maybe he does have a gun. They don't know. And they don't shoot him. And he goes into somebody's house and holds them hostage. Huh? Or suppose he goes to, to hijack somebody else's car because he's already stolen the one car and goes and kills somebody in another car. Uh, that sounds pretty dramatic. Most likely, no, no, most likely it, they could have picked him up at another time. And again, you're talking about the rap sheet of this time? kid. Look at the rap sheet of this kid. Look at the rap sheet of this officer. In, well, in other words, they could have made an appointment to pick him up when it was, uh, you know, in, maybe after lunch. No, Have a great life, pal. Have a great life. Okay. No, I just, uh, yeah, pick them up any old time, you know. See, I, I hate to break the news to you. I'm, I believe that law enforcement exists for the purpose of protecting the public against scumbags, against murderers, arsonists, thieves, car thieves, uh, uh, these people, rapists. That's what law enforcement's all about. This crazy Sheriff McDougal over there in Lee County that everybody's all up in arms about, this is just another one of these crazy religious nuts. That's all he is.
Same old tired crap. You know, about abortion, about the uh, feminist, about the fags, about the same old tired garbage. That's not what anybody pays sheriffs for. And, Ken, of course, Ken Jenny doesn't understand that. Just like Rudy Giuliani up there in New York with his goddamn Brooklyn uh, Museum of Art. With this, uh, with this art exhibit. He said, and you know something? Every single one of the attorneys and the experts, the people that they bring on, every one of them, whether they agree or disagree, whether the art exhibit is disgusting or, t- or whatever, they all agree on one thing. He hasn't, he's, it, what he's doing is illegal. He has got no right to take away their funding. It's already been appropriated. He can't just unilaterally say, well, we don't like what you're showing and it's disgusting, therefore I'm going to cut off the funding for the Brooklyn Museum of Art. Bullcrap, you can't do that. He wants to be a dictator. And people that want to pander to this sick, twisted mentality, if you don't want to see the goddamn Virgin Mary with a bunch of elephant dung all over her, then go, don't, don't go see it. That's all. It's as simple as that. Don't go see it. Don't subsidize it. Nobody's being dragged off the streets. Oh, we find it very offensive. And what a shock that uh, Cardinal Connor, by the way, that right-wing fascist piece of crap hypocrite, what a surprise that he's one of the uh, big opening up a big mouth up there, huh? God, the pious Cardinal O'Connor. That damn faggot. I can't stand it. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Uh, hello. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Neil. I have a few things I'd like to talk to you about. Okay. First, that last color there ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer, is he? No. No. Neil, uh, I have a son that goes to school here in Day County. Um, however, he's not in high school. But I've, um, I'm a, uh, a PTA member, and I try to <clears throat> get involved with what's happening there. Well, they give us a calendar for the month for what is the school is giving out for lunch. We don't like it. We pack our lunch. Not You're one, it, yeah. Yeah, not one time. I have said, okay, it's arroz con pollo the other day. I went, I can't, honey, what would you have for lunch? She said, mommy, they gave me corn dogs. I said, you know what? I don't give you a goddamn corn, corn dog. I said, I don't give you a damn corn dog. Much less <laughs> the school is going to give you a corn dog. Right. So... Talk about nutrition. What a disgusting, oh. And then they I'm, have, getting, I'm getting squeamish just thinking about it. I, he loves his vegetables. I said, every day you got to eat either fruit or vegetable at school, honey. They're giving it to you. Take it. Eat it. He says, Mommy, they don't have vegetables. I said, I see right here. Every day they have a vegetable, honey. So I thought he was lying to me. I go into the cafeteria. I talk to the fat bee that's standing there. <laughs> I said, you know, this is the third year he's in a school. I have been... I think in my son's a liar. He's, I says, but every day he comes home crying because I'm getting on his case about what he's eating. She, his, I says, he's asked for the vegetable and the lady don't speak English. She says to me, oh, yes, she does. I swear to God, I went in there ate breakfast this morning. It's the same lady. And Brandon says, yeah, that's him. That's her mommy. And I and she don't speak English. Yeah. He's asking for a vegetable. He's a pipsqueak, much less he can't see the food. They just hand a tray over with whatever's on it. With whatever slop they want to dish out. So I'm really pissed off about that. Well, now, where is this? This is in Dade County, in Miami Lakes. You don't want to tell me the school? Oh, Miami Lakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, um, I want to tell you about O.J. Uh, keep bashing the bastard, because you know he's listening. Oh, yeah, he is listening. And, and I hope his knees hurt so damn bad he can't get up to turn the radio off. Oh, man. Yeah. And I hope he don't waste his time calling here again, because it'll be on oh. just as long as he was yesterday. Neil, about I heard it. seconds until we know it was him. It was him, wasn't I it? I knew it was him, and I was, how, how come you didn't recognize that right away? No. I knew it right away. No, it just sounded like, you know, they all that sound the different. same. Oh, that's terrible. You shouldn't have said that. So listen, we're hoping somebody comes on with a mask and beats his kneecaps with a goddamn golf club. Okay. All right. I'll pass it along to his friends. Roy! See ya. Thanks, sweetheart. Bye. So in other words, uh, that list of crap that uh, their school was giving out, uh, maybe it looked pretty good, but that's not what they were serving. Corn dog, huh? Oh, my God. 
They want to give good, nutritious stuff there in the school. Yeah, you should live so long. What you people feed in the schools is slop. Slop. I've seen it. Slop. Crap. Dreck. And then the governor, like I said, and I only had one call about that from a woman that was incensed, and rightfully so, that the governor says, oh, it's, I wonder how much somebody got smeared for that, by the way, letting the uh, Coke people put the uh, soft drink machines back in the schools. Just what your kids need is some more extra sugar. There we go. Get them just bouncing off the walls. Nobody cares. Like I said, nobody. these are all little small things that nobody's supposed to care about, I guess. We got bigger fish to fry, so to speak. We got stadiums to build. We got ballparks. We got crazy people like Bob Eisenberg, who the only thing they know about in life is, oh, what's wrong with my mess? No, that's why I think the question is not what's wrong with the Mets, Bob. What's wrong with you? That's the thing I'm wondering about. They could have goddamn hand grenades that they're throwing back and forth up and down the halls in this place, and he'd still, oh, gee, do they still have a mathematical chance? What are we going to do? You know, when I think about this place, there's one term that comes to mind a lot. Two words. Emotional cripples. You know what I'm talking about? God. But anyway. Ooh, frosty nads. I am guilty. What the hell? I got angry. I killed Nicole. Here I am on the sand. I will tell it all about a man who no longer can be playing pro football everywhere people stare each and every day they see me on TV and I hear them say hey didn't hide that level day. Hey, you didn't hide that level day. Testify, I won't lie. Like Cato, Jalen, his defense makes no sense. Led by Johnny Cochran. Now I see the jury. Look at DNA. Gather round all the brown. Let me hear them say. Yeah, you sound really tough, you know, with those arthritic knees. 
It's uh, 1233 at 560 WQM. Here's a great pass from Danny in Fort Lauderdale. Those guys 10 reasons not to watch WFOR Channel 4, which I'm not going to read them all because there are a couple that aren't that great, including one, Enoch Kimba. We don't want to do that. Do we want to knock him? No. Oh, he's a good guy. Here's one reason not to watch. Brian Norcross is predicting a hurricane will hit during the Y2K. Al Sunshine's going to investigating why he's so fat. Michelle Gillen just signed a 10-year contract with WFOR. That'd be a good reason to to, to to deprogram it from your dial. Mental health has cleared Angela Ray to return to work. Jim Berry's going to start his own Boys in the Hood segment. Angela Ray's mole is going to blow up like a balloon and explode all over the camera. Oh, man, can you just see that? Al Sunshine's going back to high school so he can test the lunch food. And WQAM Sam Douchebag is going to replace Jade Escapades to host his own segment, I'm a Nobody, But I Want to Be Somebody. And speaking of that, by the way, a great segue into another fax from Mike in uh, Miami, who says, in this month's issue of Ocean Drive magazine, there's a picture of Sam standing next to a very attractive woman. Here's a picture of Sam standing next to... Here's a picture of Sam standing behind... There's a picture of Sam uh, hanging out with... Here's a picture over here with Sam holding the QM microphone in front of... Fill in the blank. Somebody famous. The human appendage. Here's Sam with somebody everybody knows. Also, it says, please give your listeners a rundown of what will be on the Best of Meal CDs. Will Farmer's Daughter be on there? Yes, I believe it is. It certainly is. And will you play it? Yes, I will. So that takes care of all of that. i got to read this article. Do I have time? Yeah, i got time. Sherry Winston, not enough strength to stop a speeding bullet. This is about the shooting of that kid that stole a car and that had the long rap sheet and ran from the cop. The mythical waistband, she says. Hey, didn't you know? All the bad guys warehouse knives, guns, dope, death in their waistbands. Police officers learn to fear the waistband, its potential to hold destruction. On a warm Miami night, if I can interrupt, I don't think they fear the waistband. I think they fear what might be in it. On a warm Miami night, police officer Juan Mendez used deadly force to protect himself from the dreaded waistband. Though Antonio Butler, 19, was later found to carry no weapon, Miami police officers rallied. On a dark street, in a split second, you would do the same thing, they cried. The waistband. The man was going for his waistband. What else could the officer do? That's Mendez's story, the old waistband routine. In the theater of the absurd, his tale is a dark comedy at its blackest. You should pardon that expression. Did you hear the one about the fleeing suspect who, even though he knew he had no weapon and knew where the police were hot on his heels, began climbing a fence? Then, no, wait, you'll love this part. Then the fleeing suspect turned and, looking dead at the police officer, reached inside his waistband. Now, that's classic. Police report that Mendez pursued Butler because the car Butler was driving had been stolen at gunpoint the night before. Stolen at gunpoint the night before. When he stopped, Butler fled and Mendez pursued. How many dead black men does it take to establish a quorum? One, two, a hundred? When is enough enough? How long can we, black or white, look for ways to distance ourselves from the dead? He was stealing a car. I would never steal a car. It could never happen to me. He was running from the police. I would never run from the police. It could never happen to me. We reach for anything to draw the distinction. Only bad people, armed or unarmed, get shot by the police. That's what we want to believe. New York headlines quake with news of a black man shot in the doorway to an apartment uh, unarmed. Armadou Diallo, 22, stood in the doorway of a Bronx apartment building waiting for a friend. For black folks, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles doesn't make community. Black folks shot by bad cops. That makes community. Dalio was uh, as much ours as Butler. Still, we rationalize, rationalize away the pain. He was as much ours as a uh, Butler. 
even though, of course, it was in the New York. I would never stand in a doorway. I would never wait for a friend. It couldn't happen to me, says Sherry. On Tuesday, callers flooded WEDR's radio lines, venting their pain. A police officer called. People need to understand that police are not trained to shoot the gun or knife out of somebody's hand, he said. Police are trained to shoot to kill in order to protect themselves and the community. The next caller, a woman, asked how the young man was a threat to anyone if he was running away. If a police officer believed the suspect was carrying a gun, running through, uh, running wild through a neighborhood, wouldn't it make sense for the officer to stop that person by any means necessary? Maybe the suspect is heading for my house. Maybe he's heading for yours. But the I thought he was reaching for his waistband routine is over overused. Mendez says he believed the man carried a gun in his waistband. That's his story, and no doubt he'll stick to it. In the meantime, South Florida moves forward. Meals will be cooked. Children will be dropped off at school. Lottery tickets will be bought. Life goes on. For those of us who are black, though, the haze of uncertainty grew a bit thicker when Butler fell dead in the street. If you can't make sense of the killing, how can you be sure you won't be next? No matter how straight you live your life, each dead body encircles your heart with a bullseye. When will I be at a gas pump and get mistaken for the bad guy, says Sherry? <coughs> when will the buckle in my waistband be mistaken for a weapon? When? Now, here, here comes the part that just, I don't know whether to scream or just make howling noises. Black mamas and daddies provide a powerful spiritual love for children. Each death challenges them to instill courage, honesty, teach their children to be strong. All the parenting in the world, however, won't make a man strong enough to stop a bullet, especially when his back is turned. So the problem in the black community, or in the community at large, is not the fact that we've got all of these people, all these thugs, all of these criminals, black and white, many of whom don't even have a daddy or mama anymore, but especially no daddy. And this line about black mamas and daddies provide a powerful spiritual love for children. Do you want to laugh or cry when you read that? How many families, how many households do we have just here in South Florida where there may be a mama who was maybe and in some cases maybe never married to daddy, but there ain't no daddy. So everything is the fault of the police, okay? It's the fault of the police who want to go out there and kill black people. And last night on the 60 Minutes, before they had the part about Big Papa there and about uh, all the rock groups, they had a thing on there where Dan Rather interviewed this third punk, this uh, nutcase, that's going to be on trial in Texas for uh, the lynching and the killing of that black man there. And that made me nauseous. That made me sick just to watch it. And, of course, we're supposed to feel sorry for this punk. You know, oh, well, you know, he only wishes that he could have done something and could have uh, resisted uh, what they were doing and interfered. And that makes you nauseous. Sick no matter who the victim was, but especially, and, and I'm one of those people who doesn't believe in hate crimes. A crime is a crime. If you kill somebody, they're just as dead, whether they're black or white or straight or gay or yellow, whatever they are. Let's start you know, prosecuting people who do crimes. Who the hell, what, what difference does it make what the motivation was? So I was grossed out and nauseated by that. But to start trying to compare every time a cop shoots a black person, and then to bring in the thing in New York, which was obviously a grotesque, overkill, if you pardon that term, and to compare it with this is ridiculous. This kid stole a car at gunpoint, evades arrest, runs, and just like the article says, who the hell knows where he's going? Who knows how many other weapons he might have somewhere or if he's got weapons on him? But we're supposed to stop, like the guy says before, make an appointment. Well, what would be convenient for you for me to come to your home? Give me an address, and I'll come and we'll pick you up then when it's convenient for you. 
The public is tired of excuses, Sherry. The public is tired of excuses, and they're more tired of scumbags, whether they're black or white. And they're more tired of apologists like you. Hood can't keep his pecker in his pants. There was an old farmer who lived on a rock. He sat in the meadow just shaking his fist at some boys who were down by the creek. Their feet in the water, their hands on their marbles and playthings, and at half past four, there came a young lady. She looked like a pretty young creature. She sat on the grass. She pulled up her dress and she showed them her ruffles and laces and white fluffy ducks. She said she was learning a new way to bring up her children so they would not spit. While the boys in the barnyard were shoveling refuse and litter from yesterday's hunt. While the girl in the meadow was rubbing her eyes at the fellow down by the dock. He looked like a man with a sizable home in the country with a big fence out front. If he asked her politely, she'd show him her little pet dog who was subject to fits. And maybe she'd let him grab hold of her small tender hands with a movement so quick. And then she'd bend over and suck on his candy so tasty made of butterscotch. And then he spread whipped cream all over her cookies that she had left out on her shelf. If you think this is dirty, you can go f*** yourself. So it's not on there. It's the damn good thing we played it, though. And I will have to play it a lot. It's not on the uh, Best of CD. How about that? Which, by the way, will be in the uh, spec stores this Friday, uh, October 1. And you can pick up the CDs and the cassettes and all the specs all over town. And we'll be at the specs in the Sawgrass this Saturday noon to 2. So anyway, in the article I was in a couple of days ago in the Herald about this shooting that uh, Sherry Winston is so outraged about, you know, it's, I mean, how stupid can you be to lump everything together? Arthur McDuffie, they're bringing up again. Arthur McDuffie was murdered. Everybody knows that. There was no question about that. Arthur McDuffie was murdered 19 years ago. Does that have anything to do with this? No. Of course not. And then a, a brilliant comment by the self-serving Bishop Victor Curry, who was there as the cheerleader for all of this civil disobedience and malcontent, even before the investigation is completed. He says, there are no black folks shooting Cubans. It's Cubans shooting black folks. An apparent reference to Mendez. Though Mendez is Hispanic, his nationality could not be confirmed. That's productive. Cubans are shooting black folks. How do you like that? So says uh, Bishop Victor Curry. And, of course, black folks don't shoot Cubans. In fact, before black folks shoot anybody, they stop and make sure they ask for ID and uh, check the green cards and visas and MasterCard, and then they'll shoot. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Hello, yes. Um. I think it's always regrettable when anyone, you know, gets shot or even, uh, you know, gets gets beat up by the police. But people got to understand, you, you just don't run from police officers. Nothing good can come out of that. Yeah, and you just don't steal cars and you just don't do heroin and all the other things that this guy had done. Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, people flip out when I tell them, you know, uh, not to bring up the past, but, um, I, you know, when I tell them, I think Rodney King brought that down on his own head. You know, because... 
I mean, there were two. Well, of- there, let's not start mixing all these, like I said, about the uh, Arthur McDuffie thing. Don't start bringing in Rodney King. And every time an incident happens, you've got to start comparing all the other ones. This was one specific incident that's got to be discussed and decided on their own, uh, based on a fact. But they're, they're similar in the fact that they were both resisting arrest in Rodney's case violently. Uh, you know, I, I just. Uh, I find Rodney case violently against that whole bunch of cops that are on video beating the crap out of him? Yeah, do you understand there were two other guys in the car with him, and they both put their hands up, and they go, you got me, and they didn't get hurt at all. Yeah. This guy... Let, let me say it again. Have a great day, okay, Mr. Chronic. He wants to redo the whole Rodney King thing, which almost every one of us with a brain with an IQ larger than our fingernail has seen the Rodney King beating a million times. And you're trying to justify it. So in other words, as long as you don't resist, okay, resisting is one thing. Was he a, was he a danger to them? No. And there's a whole bunch of these cops, and they're like like the one that we saw was a couple of weeks ago. Where the hell was it? Where they were beating this guy, just beating the crap out of him, over and over and over again. See, I don't support bad cops, and there are plenty of them. I mean, there, there's bad cops all over the place. This guy, evidently, he's always going to be on the side of the cops. As long as you just submit and you sit there quietly and whatever else regardless of the circumstances, then uh, there would be no problem. As long as you take a good whooping and beating. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Can I give you another perspective on this? Yes. The, the, the whole, first of all, a guy that called in is a jackass. He doesn't have his facts straight. The cop shot seven times. The guy got hit twice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell him to get his facts straight. The other thing is, the, the fact that he was reaching for his waistband is one thing. The other thing is he was jumping a fence into a residence. Right. Had the cop not taken action and he killed somebody in the residence mm-hmm. or later on that night killed somebody, the community would have went back to the police officer. And why didn't and said, you do your job? Why didn't right. you shoot him? Mm-hmm. So for the police officers, and a lot of people don't understand this, it's a no-win situation out there. You're in a situation where you have to make a snap judgment. Sometimes it's wrong. Sometimes it's right. For the most part, they make the right decisions. And even when they're wrong, and even when somebody gets shot and they shouldn't have been shot, yes, it's a terrible thing, but every time somebody gets shot by a police officer and it was an accident, it's not racially motivated. It was an accident. Even if this guy is found to have acted improperly, which I don't think he did, did he act improperly because he made a mistake, or did he act improperly because he didn't like black people? There's a difference. And people have to stop using. They everybody wants well, to come up understand. with an Speaking excuse. of speaking of OJ, this is this has become a convenient excuse. Every time a cop goes after somebody who's uh, of color or who's a minority, it's it's there's race involved. Which is uh, any anybody with a brain knows that that's not true. It happens sometimes. I'm sure that they, that it involves race sometimes, but not every time. And you know, so you say it all the time that Fran Drescher perpetuates anti-Semitism. Right. I hate to say it. Black people that make excuses perpetuate their own the, racism. Perpetuate the racism. No question them. about it. This, this column by Sherry Winston this morning makes my blood boil. It's it makes me angry as hell. Every, it's always, there's always some excuse. It reaching can't be for the waistband. What, what, what would you be reaching for your waistband for? Are you adjusting your crotch or something? I mean, what, what was he reaching for? I mean, how the hell are they supposed to know in that split second? And suppose she sees somebody that's reaching for their waistband who just got through stealing a car at gunpoint. Right. And doesn't you know, know whether he's armed or not. Maybe they're also supp- supposed to bring a psychic along with them who can tell them whether the uh, suspect is armed or not. Every 
everybody can be a Monday morning quarterback and use hindsight and, and, and second-guess everybody, but you know what? Those people are not out on the streets making the judgment. Should the police officer wait until the guy gets off around and then fire back? No way. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, but people, you, you have to understand, officers have to take action in a literally a and, and, split and, and, second. And they don't have time to think about and it. Speaking of bigotry, if that line that I read uh, again from this uh, Victor Curry, if that's not bigotry, there are no black folks shooting Cubans, it's shooting, uh, Cubans shooting black folks. What the hell is that if that's not bigotry? You know, I, I would love for them to find out that, that this officer's wife was black. Mm-hmm. Then, then what would they all say? Or maybe he's Puerto Rican. You know, the guy, the guy who did, who committed the crime was a scumbag. Yeah. And he was getting ready to jump, and I don't even care long, about the record. He's got a long record of drug arrest, robbery arrest. The waistband doesn't even concern me. The fact, if I'm looking out my window and I see somebody black, white, or any color right. jumping over the over right. my fence to come in my property, he could be a white as a falling snow, and nothing different would have happened. That's right. So it's just ridiculous. I'm sick and tired of the goddamn excuses. Wake up, start taking responsibility for your own actions, and stop blaming everybody else. It's a bunch of BS. Amen. See you. Okay. It's a little hysterical, but why the hell not? You know, always transference of blame. Always transfer. Everything is, oh, we're so picked upon. We're so put about. How about cleaning up your own goddamn act, Jerry Winston? All this bullcrap about black mamas and daddies providing a powerful spiritual love. How about staying in a home and raising those children? How about a little bit of responsibility? And I'm not saying that only for blacks, but there's certainly a hell of a lot of it, a disproportionate amount of it, with absentee daddies. I mean, this this column is an insult to anybody's intelligence. But then again, that never stopped anybody from, you know, putting something in our local newspapers. Most of what's in our local newspapers is an insult to anybody with intelligence. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Along those lines, you know, um, uh, Sunday there was an article in the paper about a guy. uh, His name was Raul Candelaria, who broke into a... Used to pitch for the Pirates and the Yankees. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, he broke into a a guy's house in Plantation who happened to be a cop. He broke in at three o'clock in the morning after him, him and another friend broke into this, this cop's house after they had vandalized or broken into another house earlier and stolen two guns. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you haven't read about this because it's been in the papers ever since. But this was in the Miami Herald. Yeah. They, they did an article about it. Now, the cop is awoken at three o'clock in the morning by a loud crash in his home. He gets his gun out of his nightstand. He goes to investigate what this noise was. Right. He's confronted by the two guys. And he points the gun at the guy and he says, freeze, I have a gun. Mm-hmm. Raul tells the cop, "I so what, I have a gun too. Yeah. And of course, the cop fires two shots, strikes him in the chest, killing him. All right. Well, in the, in the article, Sonny's article, they show a picture of the, of the guy, Raul. And under the caption of the guy's picture, they list him as victim. Raul Candelario. Yeah. I swear to God, Neil. Shooting victim. Shooting victim. As if the cop was a perpetrator for right. protecting himself. How, how in his dare own the home. cop uh, shoot some intruder into his house that had a gun? Now, that had just stolen two guns. Now, if that weren't bad enough, his mother, who has a different last name, by the way, yeah. says, why, couldn't the, why did the cop have to shoot to kill him? Why couldn't he have shot him in the leg yeah. or something? Why didn't he uh, take target practice you know, a little bit better so he could have shot him in the leg and disabled him and shot him in the earlobe or something? Right. If you're in your house at 3 o'clock in the morning, you hear a loud crash and you're confronted You're going to blow by... their crap away. If you, if you know that if somebody tells you that they've got a gun, especially, or if you see it, you're going to blow their crap away. This guy, you know, had 
40 arrests before the time he was 18 years old. Great. 40. Mm-hmm. 40. 4-0. Now, obviously, he didn't get arrested every time he committed a crime. So that's just the amount of times he was arrested. Yeah, 40 out of 80 probably. Now, between him and this other kid you're talking about who yeah. got shot, I tell you what, I'm going to sleep a whole hell of a lot better tonight. There you go. You know, one other thing. Uh, you yeah, know, quick, I got to run. Okay, Roy Foster. What did he ever Roy! Do? What did he ever do after Dwight Stevenson got hurt? Nothing. He was a fraud. Yeah. He got elected to two Pro Bowls while he had Dwight Stevenson. Yeah, but he's got important friends, man. He's got important friends. Have a great day. Yeah. Join the club, 104-560-WQM. Hank's in the building. He'll be along next. And then we got uh, finishing up that baseball, kind of like sweeping up the uh, the dregs on the floor, Sweep, sweeping up the remnants. <laughs> Here's a mobile lady. That is the uh, Marlin Games, of course, four left. Lady Mobile in uh, Miami, hello. Neil. Yes, ma'am. How you doing? Great. No, actually, I'm not a mobile, but that's okay. Here's a lady stationary in Miami. <laughs> there you go. Excuse me, I just wanted to address that gentleman that called. Well, but you sound like you're on another planet. Yeah, well, excuse me, I'm a little sick. Little anyway, horse. Um, yeah, not horse, but sick. Anyway, that gentleman that called a couple of calls ago, the one that was on the verge of hysteria, I just wanted to tell him he kind of perpetuates the thinking in this city and in this country that all of them think the same thing, that all of them want to make excuses. 
not all black well, people. He didn't say that. Well, that generally that's what he said. He generalized all of us, and and well, there he is did no not. He didn't say that. He just says when <laughs> when people say these things and behave this way, then it perpetuates uh, the, the attitude. Then he's right. Well, not he necessarily. It's all black people who say these things. But that's the way he makes it sound, and that's just not the facts. Not all black people believe that. We understand um, that. I think everybody was, understands that. Uh, out there, and he was a pillar of society and that type of thing. Obviously, he was a jerk. That's clear. A scumbag. Uh, obviously, that I I a don't disagree criminal. with. A young but not all criminal. of us believe that he was anything other than what he was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and it bothers me that people think that all black people are just going to fall in line with these people out here screaming and hollering mm-hmm. and, and carrying on. And not all of us are, because we see things. Right. And I would say the vast majority of us see things as they are. Now, having said that, I would also like to say that there are many of us, too, too who actually experience things every day that uh, make it clear to us that there are prejudices and there are things that happen because of who we are or, or the color of our skin as opposed to who we are. Right. And that bothers me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not having a problem with this guy. That well, the prejudice is that all did. kinds of people have to experience every day because that's the nature of the world. That's the nature of this country. There's, there's lots and lots of prejudice and bigotry, but you can't live your whole life based on that. And, and believe me, I don't. You know, I've been working for my entire life. I take care of myself. And, and as I've seen it, the vast majority of people like that do, like me, black people, do exactly the same thing. You see those people on the TV and you assume that that is what reflective of everybody, and it's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is a small. Well, I mean, it wasn't small. The there weren't that many people out there. Uh, You're right. There was God. a couple of hundred people. Right. Now, what does that in the in the in the larger scheme of things? What is that? Nothing. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So I, I just want them, everybody, to understand. Don't look at a small group of people and assume that all of us are the same because right. it's just not the case. Okay. Thanks, sweetheart. Bye. Feel better. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Inyo, how you doing? Pretty good, sir. Inyo, you a fan of Chris Rock at all? A little bit. Well, until the MTV Awards show. Okay. Well, before that, he had a CD and a you know Bring the Pain on HBO special. Right. And on there, Chris expressed the the sentiment that he said, "I love my black brothers, but I hate me some niggas." That's exactly what he said. Mm-hmm. That's not a word that I use in my vocabulary. I do. Well, I don't. And uh, I use it to apply to people who fit into that category. Okay. Just like I um, use the word faggot in my vocabulary too. Cool. Now the the point that I that I'm trying to make is this: not everybody that's black is a career criminal. Not right. everybody that's black isn't. And if you want to get a good reading for the way that cops look at criminals, black or white, talk to a black cop. Ask them how brotherly they feel in a situation where they're chasing a black man down the street who may have, you know, stolen a car at gunpoint. Are they going to stop and say, this is a black man, therefore I'm going to cut him some slack? And if he reaches into his waistband, Mm -hmm. is this guy going to hesitate to blow his damn brains out? Of course not. I don't think so. Right. Black or white doesn't matter. And if you talk to black policemen, and I have, they will tell you that, being a cop and seeing what they see makes them anti-black in their own way. Right. There's no question about it. And it's just like the thing that you had said about Fran Drescher. I happen to be Jewish, and I agree with you 100%. Oi! Fran, Fran Drescher She's reinforced She's a walking an ad awful lot of prejudices against Jews. Yeah. I bet and that Pat Buchanan likes her a lot. 
Yeah, well, you know, maybe we could get Ken Jenny to volunteer to become Pat Buchanan's campaign manager. Yeah, now. or instead of having him on a reform party, maybe we could send them both to reform school. That would be good. I think that would be a perfect match, Neil. I really do. Okay. I really do. Have a great you day, take Tom. care, buddy. Happy circus. Same to you. Nine minutes after one at 560 WQM, 5670560. I've told a story about getting stopped many, many, many years ago in Liberty City when I was trying to take that shortcut to the Palmetto across 79th Street back in the days when I worked. This is a long, long time ago at WS News. And uh, get stopped. And why did I get stopped? Because there was a car with a white person in it in a black neighborhood. And there were two cops, one white and one black. And the black, the black cop said to me, he says, you better not try to come through here. These These animals here will kill you. This was a black cop said that to me in Liberty City. I said, okay, and I uh, hauled ass. Neil Young. Prejudice self-test. Question number 36. Patty O'Doul and Sal Bernstein are at a bar. Which one refuses to buy the first round of drinks, and which one is puking in the men's room? It's uh, 114 at 560 WQAM. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's Oakland Park. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. How are you doing? Good. Neil, uh, you got Sun Sentinel? Yeah. Uh, page 6B in the local section. I'll find it. There's a couple of articles there that I think it pretty much tells the tale of both sides of these cops. Top schools in Broward get rewards? No, 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 no. <laughs> Counting out money for canine draws protests? Is that page 6B? Oh, 6B, I'm sorry. 6B. I'm so mesmerized by the front page, I couldn't make it. Yeah, I'll be too. <laughs> Teen gets six to eight months in Boca Dragon. Okay, now look down in the left uh, lower section there. When Jacksonville the... and Port Salerno. Yeah. Oh, officers cleared in two shooting deaths? Yeah. Yeah. And then the one where the... the... Deputy tackles a 14-year-old boy in school. Sheriff's deputy tackled a 14-year-old boy in the middle of school hallway when the boy reached for a loaded gun in his waistband. Douglas Michael Williams was arrested on Monday on felony charges of carrying a concealed weapon and possession of a firearm by a felon. He had a previous arrest on a burglary charge, according to the sheriff's office. Another student at Murray Middle School notified officials Williams had a gun and loaded it in a bathroom stall during lunch. Yeah, boy, nice. It? Isn't that something? Beauty. Yeah, all right. Hey, hey, Neil. Nice talking to you. Okay, thanks. See ya. Where do you have that gun? In his waistband. No. Oh, my right. God. What, Sherry Winston tastes good like a jackass should? What's she going to think of that? Huh? What you be thinking of that, Sherry? You jackass, you simple, and you idiot, you. I guess you don't read your own newspaper either. That old famous waistband, says Sherry. We were tired of hearing of that waistband. But you know something, sweetie? That comes as a very convenient place to stash your piece. In your waistband. Not in your crotch, not in your rectum, but in your waistband. Not in your pocket, because God forbid it should go off in your pocket. You know what I'm saying? Oh, boy. Who knows what it might hit in there? 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Like we've said before, when is the time going to come people in this country will start taking responsibility for their own goddamn actions? And, you know, I mean, there's no question that if there's racism involved, if there's prejudice involved, and you can prove it, sure, somebody's got to pay for that. But when you got scumbags running around on the loose, stealing people's cars, doing armed robberies, running around with uh, loaded weapons, 
And all of a sudden you got these people, oh, it's a racial thing. We got to take his side. This is wrong. It's a Cuban shooting black people. Isn't that, uh, that's kind of ironic, isn't it? Cuban shooting black people. What, what's the difference? Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Um, can, can, can we try some perspective for just a second, Neil? I'm listening. I mean, the people, this stuff that I'm hearing on the radio and the people that are calling in, mm-hmm. it's just not really racism. There's a big difference between racism and being prejudiced. Racism is when you practically get your entire race of people wiped out. When someone breaks into your home and shoots your entire family and then leaves and blows up your house, okay, that's racism. Getting shot because you're a robber or getting shot because you're a thief, that, that, that's not racism. That's the cop doing his job. Now, racism isn't when an entire race almost gets wiped out. If you commit a crime against somebody because they happen to be black or the other way around, that's racism, if that's, if that's the reason for it. I mean, to me, that's, I mean, it sounds like that's being prejudiced. If you want let somebody rent an apartment, well... Well, that's I mean, what racism is. I mean, I mean, we're not talking about genocide. We're talking about racism. Yeah, There's but I mean, look if, it up in the dictionary. If, if, if you kill an entire or yeah, attempt genocide. to kill, look an... it up in the dictionary, sir. G E N O C I D E. Right next to waistband. Hey, by the way, a lot of people ought to keep a dictionary instead of that would be a motto. There's a great idea for you here in America. Instead of a gun in your waistband, how about a dictionary? Oh! There you go. Stick a dictionary in your waistband. Here's a Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah, what's going on, Neil? Yes, sir. Uh, I tell you what, all these white people calling, uh, pretending like racism doesn't exist. Nobody, you, nobody has said that. You know, nobody it, has said there's you know, no I'm racism. You, I'm an educated black man. I got an MBA from the University of Tennessee. Yes, sir. I have a nice car. I couldn't tell you how many times I got stopped yeah. in Miami. So I'm from my ship. We live in the... Okay, great. He said bullcrap, uh, and of course, who knows how many times I got it. Can't say bullcrap on the air, sir. Sorry. And he's going to say, oh, you see, cut me off. I, I would have listened or for five minutes if you uh, you know, wouldn't have said bullcrap. I'm sure one time it did get on, but that's the way it goes. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. We know that there's racism, racism, but that doesn't mean that every time a black person is shot in the commission of a crime or the commission of pursuing him as the, uh, uh, as the perpetrator of a crime, that doesn't mean that there was racism involved in that. It's like the boy who cried wolf. That's the, that, that's a very, very large point in the middle of all of this, is that if, if we're just going to keep crying every time something happens, then it's going to fall on deaf ears. When there is legitimate racism, which, as you say, there is loads of, there's no question. It's a bigoted goddamn country, sir. It's a bigoted world. But Jesus Christ, and here the guy wants to bring back Rodney King and the newspaper article Arthur McDuffie. Give me a break. Has this incident got anything to do with either of those episodes? No. Of course not. Oh, my God, little Joey. What's going on, Neil? How you been? Good and yourself? Okay. Getting ready for a little hockey season starting Saturday? Yes, sir. Unfortunately, no one else around here has a clue. Nobody cares. On. All they wanted was the free tickets, and that was the end. There's no conversation. Did you see that little blip in the uh, newspaper today? They were saying about how they, uh, was it they, they, can, they can barely sell out the Miami Arena or the mm-hmm. new American Airlines, and that they've dropped. Uh, oh, they're, they're having trouble with the heat, by the way. They're having a lot of trouble selling those tickets out. They said that they don't even have 10,000 season tickets. For the heat? For the heat. Right. And that, and, uh, and that WNBA? Uh, Forget oh. it. Never see yeah, that. They, they need, what, like another 1,000 tickets? Never, never happened. 
and that's see what the Panthers had. They had 16,000 season tickets last year, and they're down to 13,000 this right, year. Right, soft 20 percent. Yep. Well, you know, sports in this town. And and uh, and what a great job of building that great new arena over there at uh, in Miami too. Yeah, it looks great. I mean, we have four arenas for uh, four teams. Yeah, we can have another arena on every street corner, like I said. I mean, forget about schools and forget about giving kids a decent lunch and forget about you know all the kids in portable classrooms. Let's just kill, keep building stadiums and arenas. Oh yeah, I mean, like in my my wife's instance, she she has uh, two sets of uh, students in the morning and the afternoon. They have one textbook for both kids, so no, none of the kids can take the books home to study. Nice. Oh, that's beautiful. Unbelievable. That right? is beautiful. And that, that's and she says that that's the that's the least of her problems. He's probably got what thirty, forty kids in the class. She's got twenty seven and twenty eight. Yeah, close to thirty in each session. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she, and it's still way too many for it. The school was uh, built for eight hundred, and there's nineteen hundred in the school. Oh, store. beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Hang in there, Joy. Anyway, something more important. Yes. I need to find a different way to get to Las Vegas than America West because I cannot believe that I suffered through the same thing I did four months ago when I went out there. Yeah. What? How, how else can you get out there without going through that through the horrible mess? Yeah, you have to go through Dallas. Take uh, oh, gee, take uh, Delta. Don't take American. Take Delta through uh, Dallas oh. or through Atlanta. Is that and, I, and there was an I don't know who it was. They wanted to go through Chicago. Then to, I didn't want to do that. No, that's, look at the map. I mean, going through Chicago. First of all, it takes three hours just to get to Chicago. Yeah, and then you got to sit there for an hour. It's way out of the way. Don't do that. Go through Dallas. It's the best way. It takes seven hours altogether, but it's only uh, about five hours of flying time. Oh, I would believe I mean, that. That, that beats a, the five hours of being stuck in that hellhole. Right. It's a piece of cake. Ugh. All right. I'll let you know how it goes. Don't do it again. Take care. See ya. They all hate America worst, baby. They all hate them, and just like me. I'll never fly them again. Five six seven. Oh, and of course, uh, why do I, why do I keep saying that? I hear so many people saying. I was sitting in the airport the, the other day, and a woman came rushing by, and I'm never going to fly that airline again. We all say that, but when push comes to shove, how many choices have you got? We got the Star Alliance and this alliance and your ass alliance, and uh, you know, and they're all in bed together. And so the the routes are very limited. And if you want to go from point A to point B, you maybe have a couple of choices, and that's it. Sometimes you don't have any choices. Like this American thing. Everybody I talk to, uh, screaming, yelling bloody murder how much they hate American Airlines, and including me. And you know what? We're still flying them every now and then. Tragic. Here's Sunrise. Hello. Uh, Neil. Yes, sir. And first I want to say I love your show. Um, I was calling about that. Newspaper article that they wrote about the, uh... Not enough strength to stop a speeding bullet. That's the one. And, um, you know, she's saying that, oh, just because he reached in his waistband, that the cops had no right to shoot him. Mm-hmm. She would have been trying something different if that would have been her house and they were in a standoff and the guy shot one of her, her husband or her kids or whatever. Right. She would have been crying something else. Why didn't you shoot him? And personal lawsuit and everything else. Or she'd have been crying bloody murder if the if the cop happened to be her son and happened to be a black cop, and it and, and the same uh, guy that he was chasing would have actually had a gun in the waistband and shot and blown the cop away, and it happened to be her son. She'd have been singing a whole different tune then. Exactly. Why? Why is it we've always got people apologizing for criminals? I don't understand that. I don't either. Personally, I think they should take all the criminals committed murder and rape. Send them out to a football game and electrocute them on the stand. There you go. That's the way. Get a 90 sheer, easy. There you go. Okay, thanks, pal. You have a good one. See you. Get Rick Sanchez out there to moderate. In fact, he can drive everybody to the event. Then you won't have to worry about the electricity. (laughs) 
<laughs> we'll get Ted Kennedy and uh, and uh, Rick Sanchez to drive the limos. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Oh, there ain't no prejudice. There's plenty of prejudice. There's plenty of brave bigotry and plenty of racism. But when somebody's a scumbag, when somebody steals cars, when somebody uh, you know is uh, doing armed robberies, when somebody's a murderer, stop making excuses for them. Jesus Christ, I don't hear anybody crying about these three scumbags in Texas. Two have already been uh, given the death penalty, and the third one's trial is getting started now. I don't hear anybody, any white people saying, oh, gee, you're picking on them. They, they, you know, horrendous lynching and killing of this black man. I don't hear white people uh, see them demonstrating over there that they're, they're getting a bum rap. Get with it. Every time I look at all the mass murders, I, I can't think of one black. Uh, oh, they had the one guy in Atlanta years ago. What the hell was his name? His name escapes me. Remember the one uh, he was killing all the kids? Oh, this is years ago in Atlanta. Mass murderer. But but all the other mass murderers are white. Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, Ted, uh, uh, what did I say, Ted Bundy. Uh, they're all, they all blending together. Charles Manson. The guy in uh, Milwaukee, what was his name? I can't even remember. Jeffrey Dahmer. Dumber. All white. I don't hear anybody screaming, oh, gee, these people are, were framed. It was a bum rap. I don't hear anybody saying that. I don't see anybody marching and protesting and blocking off traffic because those people got what they had coming to them. You're going to be a, a dangerous criminal. That's the, that's the thing, a dangerous criminal and endanger other people's lives. Then guess what? You're going to get... Problems. Oh, that line about black mamas and daddies with a powerful spiritual love for children. I'm going to tell you, it just makes me want to scream. People keep calling about that article. Where is it? Where can they find it? It's on the uh, bottom of the uh, front page of the local section in this morning's Sun Sentinel. The front page of the local section, section B in this morning's Sun Sentinel. Sherry Winston, not enough strength to stop a speeding bullet. Winston tastes good like a rectum should. Spread them and say cheese. Dear Pete, <laughs> I don't think I like you anymore. No! You used to watch me shave. Now you do is stare at the floor. <laughs> oh, dear penis, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> Used to be you and me, a paper towel and a dirty magazine. <laughs> That's all we needed to get back. <laughs> now it seems things have changed, and I think that you're the one to blame, dear penis. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> he sings. Dear Rodney, <laughs> I don't think I'd like you. Because when you get to drinking, you put me places I've never been before. Say, Rodney, I don't like you anymore. No. Why can't we just get a grip on our man-to-hand relationship? Come to terms with truly how we feel. If we put our heads together, we just stay home forever. Dear penis, I think I like you after all. Oh, 
and Rodney while you're shaving, shave my balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's what they say at 560-WQ. I mean, the guy's name was Williams. Did they, did they have the first name or not in Atlanta? doesn't make any difference. He was the uh, black mass murderer, and I, I'm not really sure uh, what the outcome of that was. It was, like, uh, still dubious, but nevertheless, I think they fried his ass. Anyway, uh, Sherry Winston's column is published Sundays and Wednesdays in the Scum Sentinel, and it says here she can be reached at uh, swinston at sunsentinel.com. S. Winston, but it's all one word. S. Winston at sunsentinel.com, or by phone, 954-217-7156. 954-217-7156. So, you know, whether you agree with her article or if it uh, got you angry and you disagree and think she's full of crap, you can call and uh, relay your message because she's kind enough to put that in the right there in the paper. So she's obviously looking for some feedback, a response. As in Winston tastes good even though it's full of crap. Here's uh, Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. Listen, there's one thing that people like, you know, that I haven't heard mentioned, you know, uh, concerning all these basically apologists. This sergeant, this decorated officer, had four kills, which, I mean, right. there's, but, but there's all, been people all, that serve military careers without four kills. Right. It's just, there's officers that serve 40 years without trying their pistol. all were out. ultimately ruled justified after internal affairs investigations. I understand that, but how many, cop, how many cop shootings have you heard of, maybe one or two, that were proved un- Justifiable. The only thing that's unjustifiable nowadays is like oh, so you're saying in New trigger, York when they stick a you're landscape. You're saying he's a trigger happy butt. cop. Is that what you're saying? What's that? You're saying he's a trigger happy cop. I think so, and I think that if you think so, there is definitely in today's you America. Have, do you have any information about any of the other three, uh, four cases? <laughs> no, but statistically. Okay, thank you. Yes, the article is on our website. As of now. Oh, the article by Sherry Winston is yeah. on our website as of right now. Great. NeilRogers.com, that's our website. Not enough strength to stop a speeding bullet by Sherry Winston. Just a just a grotesque and so typical and so counterproductive, too. What, what's the point? What does this accomplish? Just like uh, Rev. Bishop Curry with his comments about, oh, there are, no, there are no black folks shooting Cubans. It's Cubans shooting black folks. There are, just remember that, okay? We have better aim. Yeah, they have better aim. There are no black folks shooting Cubans. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Wayne Williams. Wayne Williams, thank you very much. That was the name where they had the mass murders of all those young uh, kids, guys. Where are we going? Oh, here's a mobile in the Key Largo. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've called you only twice before on the subject that you mentioned, and nobody ever makes a comment on it. Okay. I don't know the scumbags, uh, uh, how his family was. I don't know if he had three, four, or five brothers and no father or didn't know who his father was. No, I don't either. But it's, uh, it goes back to what you said. We have to have mandatory sterilization. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's, uh, you can't be having uh, three, four, five kids in on welfare. And no parents running around. And, and no father. Uh, right. No father, no mm -hmm. mother. And, and uh, it's just we have to start. That's a, that's a start. If mm -hmm. you're going into the hospital for your second kid and you're still on welfare and you still don't know who the father is, sorry, sweetheart, we're going to tie your tubes. There you go. And when you're mature enough to get a job and get off of welfare, and I'm not saying you have to have a man in your life, but at least be responsible and just stop uh, having children. That you can't support and you don't want in the and, they, and most most of these kids, they grow well, up. But you've got to understand, the lower the education level, the less awareness there is about, about Planned Parenthood, about birth control, about all of these things that we're talking about. And, and of course, you've got the right wing in this country wanting to keep everybody in ignorance. True. 
Just keep them in ignorance, and uh, they won't be screwing around. You know, the other two times you mentioned uh, mandatory sterilization, no one called and commented. Nobody has ever commented. I was the only that. one that called and said. Well, what do you mean the only th the times I've mentioned? I've been talking about it for uh, 15 years now. I've been saying that. Well, That's I've, I've only heard you mention it twice. Sterilization. Yeah, it has to and be. And a new phone. Okay, thanks, pal. Yeah. We're getting a new phone system because this one blows. This Gettner man. Uh, yeah. Oh, why even go through it? You know, why go through the aggravation? Forced sterilization, you know, crappy people making crappy babies. And that thing, oh, I never did get to that, did I, the other day? I got it here somewhere. I think, was it Monday? I talked, or did I talked to Joe about it. See, my mind is going now. Oh, no, it was on Monday about how uh, scientists used to link all of these different things to genetics. And now they realize that when the baby is in the womb, all depending on the health of the mother and the nutrition it gets and how the size of the baby when it's born determines so many things that happen later in life, including IQ. Try to start educating people. Just, just, just having people reproducing like rabbits and having a bunch of uh, kids running around and people killing kids and people throwing kids off of bridges because uh, they're a burden, they don't want them. Well, what kind of slaughterhouse is that? Crazy people making babies. 22 before 2 at 560 WQAM. Nobody likes to shop, especially men. But if they need to buy a new pair of shoes, why does it say that? Nobody likes to shop. Women love to shop. Men don't like to shop. Why does it say that, John Penis? I mean, you're a good guy, but uh, you're full of crap. Prejudice self-test. Question number 54. A pickup truck and a Geo Metro are at a gas station. The man filling up the pickup is dressed in dirty overalls. And the man filling up the Geo Metro is in pink leotards. Which car CD player is playing Garth Brooks' greatest hits? And which CD player is playing Judy Garland's greatest hits? It's uh, 142 at 560 WQM. Here's a fax from Andy in West Palm. This morning on a Bob and Tom show, they were reporting on the news. They had an article on America Worst Airlines in which a blind woman had purchased a first-class ticket for her and her seeing-eye dog, Freedom. A man complained about sitting next to the dog. They removed her and her dog from first class to accommodate the complainer. On the ground after raising hell with the FAA, America Worst was fined a whopping $1,000 and stated they would use the incident in their training films. Now, if one of the passengers or if this woman would have said F you to the stewardess, she'd probably have her ass in jail right now. It's inappropriate language for in the air. When you're on the ground, it's uh, maybe okay, but maybe not. But in the air, absolutely not. No way. Jose. And don't forget, Cuban suit, uh, how's that go? Here's a, a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, a couple of things. I didn't get to catch your opening this morning. I just tuned in late. You were talking about those uh, idiots who felt the need to rub elbows with OJ at the golf tournament. Right. Were you ever able to read that list? No, and I haven't found out the names yet. I'm working on yeah. it. Yeah. Another question in, re in reference oh, but you to... Also, you also missed that the first thing that we had found when we walked in the studio this morning uh -huh. was it was a program from the golf tournament on Friday. Yeah. And it was autographed by OJ and LT. Oh, terrific. And one of our sales holes wrote on top to Neil. But, uh... Let me ask you a question. We, 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 want, we tend to separate ourselves from idiots like that. Uh, how do you think it will affect the sales department with... Uh, with you know, potential sponsors, or they come, you know, they go to make their sales calls, and, oh, you're the one that needed uh, O.J.'s autograph. I don't think I want to do business with you. Oh, man. Exactly. Hey, and another that, that's thing. Why, that's why I'm going to work feverishly to get that list and put oh, it on Oh, absolutely. Here. Man, these, these guys are idiots. 
you know, that's just uh, professional suicide. Right. Uh, the other thing, um, I, w- I drive a vet, and I'm cruising up 75, and this Mustang uh, pulls up next to me. And uh, so I take him on the left. Yeah. Now, that's a racism. <laughs> okay. And I want to hear Jim Manning say, all white. See ya. <laughs> all white. All right. That's what he said, all white. Not anymore, he ain't saying all white. Maybe in a hockey game, now that Peter Worrell's on the sidelines for five weeks with an injury. That's the Panthers, baby. All white. Oh. Yeah, we can get managed to do that. He'll do anything. Let's get him saying that. All white. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Everybody's a bigot. Everybody, you know something? I've encountered. I mean, look at all the different things I got going, man. So I know all about prejudice. And you know something? <laughs> Screw them. That's my philosophy. Who cares? Consider the source. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, Neil. What's up? How you doing, sir? Good. Uh, you got um, page six of the local section with Sherry Winston. Same, uh, the local section. Right, right, there's an article in there. A sheriff deputy tackled a 14-year-old yeah, boy. I, I read it the, you, about uh, a half you? an hour ago. Got called uh, in there. Sorry, I missed it. But All it's, right, uh, it thanks a lot. Yeah, right on target, so to speak. Yeah, Sherry does, like I said, doesn't read her own goddamn newspaper. He had the gun in his waistband. And he was probably going to waste somebody with it. Sherry? She's so, stuff up. she's so tired of hearing about the waistband, huh? What a what a simpleton you are. And you're writing a goddamn commentary in a supposedly major market frickin' newspaper? <laughs> God, are you an idiot, Sherry? You're a simpleton. You're an a bozo, a bozette. Black mamas and daddies. Oh, how can this be in here? How can this be in here? Are we all living in a vacuum? And, of course, don't leave out the white trailer trash that are busy barefoot and pregnant all the time with no daddy around and uh, with, you know, 15 kids running around. Don't forget them, too. They're white. So white, black, whatever it is. People are just baby-making machines with no responsibility. We don't need no more of that crap. Like the guy said, forced sterilization. Let's see your column on that, honey. And we're not just talking about any one group of people. We're talking about scumbags. Here's Dania. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Hey, first time caller. All right. I just wanted to comment on um, as far as the police shooting goes. Sure. Uh, I really can't say much about it until, you know, the investigation is over with. There you go. But what I really wanted to call about, I can't understand how come we don't get up and uh, get in the uproar when someone in our own community kills each other. Mm-hmm. I just can't understand it. You know, and most of the time we know who did it. Yeah. You know, but well, you but, know, you know what it should say here. Mostly blacks are shooting blacks, not yeah, Cuban shooting yeah. blacks. But don't confuse Victor Curry with that with the facts. Yeah, ex- exactly. But you know, but as soon as somebody white kills one of us, you know, it's like, oh, oh it's racism. It's yeah. racism. And you, know, and you know something? You're just as dead, no matter what the color was of the person that blew your ex- crap away. You're just exactly, as dead. Exactly. That, that's racism itself. Oh, it's okay for us to kill each other, but it's not okay for somebody white to kill us. Yeah, then they're bigots. Yeah, that's all I had to say. Okay, thanks a lot, pal. Good point. Excellent point. And it is true, by the way, it's statistically, I mean, overwhelmingly true that the majority of black people who do get shot and killed get shot and killed by other black people. How come Victor Curry ain't screaming about that? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. I mean, this town we've had enough. Every time some grotesque. I mean, the McDuffie thing was a grotesque miscarriage of justice. But what happened in nineteen eighty? I remember like it was yesterday. Was one of the ugliest, the most disgusting, the most barbaric incidents in the history of the human race. Talk about racism. 
young white people who happen to be in the wrong goddamn neighborhoods getting dragged out of their cars and having their brains gouged out with broken bottles. That's beautiful. That's lovely. That's justice, man. That's barbaric. It's sick and disgusting. And how come it says nothing here about that? It talks about Arthur McDuffie had a beating death at the hands of Metro-Dade officers and the deadly 1980 riots, but that's all it says. It doesn't say anything about what happened during those riots. Craziness, insanity, disgusting, just subhuman. You want to be angry, you want to take your anger out on something, take it out on the people who are responsible, not for innocent goddamn bystanders who just happen to be a, you know, a member of whatever group you're, you're angry at. How can you blame something on a group? White people did this. Black people did this. Cuban people did this. Not like individuals. And that goes back to what I said before. In America, individuals aren't supposed to take responsibility for their acts anymore. It was fags that did it. It was straight people that did it. It was the white people that did it. It was a group of people. That would be, you know, that uh, thing, that bumper sticker about guns don't people kill people, people kill people. How about uh, groups don't kill people, individuals do. Oh, Jesus, God, we're talking so freaking dumb, and it goes back to what I'm talking about, the education system. You can't complain about it in America because it's a joke. There isn't any. Kids going to school in, in, in porti, uh, portable toilets, practically, in porta-potties. Portable classrooms, my ass. Don't have the money, you know, to build real uh, schools, real civilized schools. And, and uh, little Joey, that business about his wife, who's a teacher, teaching in an in a overcrowded class in a highly overcrowded school, and they've only got one textbook for two kids, and nobody can take any textbooks home. What kind of crap is that, Mayor Pinga? That you want to you wanna keep doing this masquerade money for Mickey Arison. Here's a man who's worth billions and billions of dollars. And the taxpayers in Dade County from now until the end of time, until they tear that damn thing down.